Hi, it's uh, Heather and Scott here from the Finding Nightmares podcast. As some of the Legion listeners will know, uh, we lost a great podcaster, Johnny Krug, this week, uh, the week of this recording. Scott and I um, just wanted to give a shout out to Johnny and all of his work. I'm personally a fan of his stuff from Short Bus Cinema. Uh, two of my favorite episodes is Kiss Goes to the Park or the Opera of the Park or whatever it was, or Kiss. Did you ever oh, listen uh, to that one? Yeah, it was the Kiss uh, Phantom of the Park, I think. <laughs> it talks about basically like Phantom of the Opera with Kiss in it. They, um, himself and Ricky did a really great job of covering it, as well as Despa. Uh, they did a great job of talking about the very cheesy 80s slasher of Despa. I don't know if you have an episode you wanted to shut out. Yeah, I... Uh... I listened to one like a while back, pretty much what got me into short bus cinema. And it was their episode that the Ricky and uh, Johnny did of the last slumber party. Cause I remember <laughs> recording that for the horror drunks podcast and going, Oh man, this movie is a pile of crap. And the way they covered it and just joked about it, it just, it's freaking hilarious. And yeah, like they, they put themselves through a lot for some of these films for that show. I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, he's well known for Cougar Nation, yeah. but I unfortunately did not get a chance to listen to any of those older shows because I was not into podcasting at the time and I have not been able to find the show anywhere to play. So even though Scott and I didn't know Johnny, um, Johnny did pave the way for podcasters such as myself and Scott. So thank you, Johnny. And this one's for you. And I just want to also say uh our condolences go out to his family and all of his friends and everybody he's touched with this podcast thank you everyone and welcome to episode number 37 of the Friday Nightmares podcast. On this episode, the Friday Nightmares podcast goes to the beach. Surfing uh, USA. And uh as always, I am one half of your hosting team, Mr. Smoke Show Crawford, coming to you from Swartz Creek in the county of Genesee in the state of Michigan in the United States of America in the North American continent in the Western Hemisphere, on the planet Earth, in the Milky Way galaxy. I'm fully vaxxed, waxed, and ready to be called daddy. And also, never get me wet and never feed me after midnight. <laughs> and with me, as always, is... Heather Powell, coming to you from plain old watered-down Ontario, Canada. But for a lot of people, that seems like outer space because <laughs> they don't understand geography. So, yeah, I'm really excited for this Let's Go to the Beach episode, uh, basically because it's summer-themed. And every summer, well, you know, every summer for the past two years we've been doing this, let's be clear. Maybe right. that for summer since, since 2020. Scott and I tried to do summer-themed episodes. Um, um, and this is just more beach horror. I think we did something like this last year, too. I yeah. can't even remember what we did. Um, yeah, but we, we didn't did, cover uh, these movies, so it's okay. 
Yeah, because I think what we did for the summer was the uh, shark episode yes. for around Shark Week. And then we also did a uh, Cabin in the Woods summer camp episode. Yes, we did. Yeah, that's when we used to cover like 15 trillion movies. Right. Oh my God, never again. No, no and it's now, like, now we're down to four. Who knows? We might eventually get down to one theme in one movie right. and that's it. That's all we hey, talk about. At that point, we can just come back and revisit themes because we'll have plenty of movies left to talk about then again. <laughs> you know, and I think uh, we should start getting a cut of the Patreon money from Exploding Heads since it's our conversations about barbecues and cookouts that seem to be fostering a good hour of their airtime. So I just feel that, or I should at least get that Blu-ray I won that I've been waiting for Christian to like give to me who lives 15 minutes away in like, you know, retrospect here, the dude could drop it off or I could pick it up anytime. But, you know, I, I just think we should work something out with Dave. You know, we right. could just well, be like, what are these, the writers? The writers? We could be the yeah, writers. Yeah, we, we get like a writer. We get a writer's credit or like, you know, maybe uh, maybe br- they could send Brandon over to fluff my balls. <laughs> well, he'll just come over willingly to do that. Like, right, that's, well, that's send him over. He's already on his way. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. Um, But yeah, you started this fucking conversation about cookouts and barbecues and like it's created some steam and really, really like personally, I don't give a shit people call it whatever they want people could call it like I flip hamburgers in my backyard for all I give a fuck it doesn't really matter to me but there's some like passionate opinions on it like it's called grilling it's called this it's called that you know it's nice to see that we're discussing like fun meaningless shit like this like it is actually quite refreshing, you know, yeah. that that's the biggest topic of the day is, you know, whether something's called a barbecue or not, not if we're all going to die of COVID-19. So it's nice <laughs> right. that it's... we pass that point. Yeah, I'll say it's nice, fun conversations like that that I, I like to hear. And like, it's kind of neat because uh, it's also a way to just kind of show us like regionally what others tend to call things like this. Like, I, I don't care. You care. I could give two shits <laughs> whether someone calls it a cookout a barbecue, grilling, picnic, eating hamburgers, eating hot dogs, having sausages, sitting in the backyard. I don't give a fuck what people call this shit at all. I don't care. I just find I it fascinating. It you, and I like making fun of you about cookout because I make fun of you about everything. I make fun of you about fireball. <laughs> I make fun of you about cookout. I make like I listen back to our episodes and I'm like, man, I really am a bully. Like it does sound like you know, I'm the schoolyard bully picking on you, but yet you're the more popular one of our show. Like, (laughs) honestly, honestly, you're like the, um, I don't want to say the star, but I guess the star, but what is it when like, oh, you're the underdog, you're the underdog, you're the person that like, you know, I keep trying to like push you down and you just smoke me right out of it. (laughs) I think it's maybe just because, uh, I'm great at rolling with things. That's how I've always been my whole high school life too. When I was bullied, I would just make fun of myself, steal the thunder away from everybody else. Well, you also roll a lot. So that could have something to do with it too. In high school, you were rolling all the joints for everybody. That's true. Uh, no, <laughs> I, was, I was packing bowls back then. Oh, you were like, <laughs> joints are for children, Heather. <laughs> no, joints are too complicated for my ass. It's much simpler just to pack a bowl and smoke it. That is that is true. And then you're like holding the lighter. Not that we've ever done that. No, no, never, 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 ever, 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 ever. (laughs) Just like we've never uh, played chicken with trains. Never, ever. (laughs) Who would do something so foolish like that, Scott? I don't know anyone who would. You missed your moment. Sorry, that was like six episodes ago. And so a quick shout out. We just recorded a Patreon episode with, speaking of Christian, uh, Christian and Vince from the TGIF Friday Fan Podcast. And we did top five 
Canadian films because that's all I like <laughs> is Canadian films. And uh, it was great. It will be released, I don't know, whenever Scott gets around to editing it. Hopefully by now it's been released, at least to Patreon. Yeah, I'll say by the time Graham? they hear this, they it will definitely be on Patreon. Def- but not on regular feed if you not want yet. it early. You got to wait you a little shell, bit for that one. You got to shell out the $3 a month to to be a Patreon. Yeah. Um, if not, you can just wait because we'll still release it on our regular feed. Because we're suckers to give you guys free content. <laughs> we just want people to hear us and give us attention. That's really, yeah. or I just want people to hear us and give me Notice attention. us. <laughs> Notice me. <laughs> uh, so Scott has some big plans planned, everybody. So I would continue to work hard on our podcast, but unfortunately, somebody is going to the UP again, which is also known as the Upper Peninsula, which is also known as wrong turn um (laughs) (laughs) so true where scott's gonna find people like him actually he's just really happy to meet other like-minded individuals uh so he so we're gonna have a little bit of a change of schedule so we will have uh this episode another episode and then we're gonna have just a patreon release we're gonna be doing top 580 slashers with a very special guest yeah uh, who's near and dear to scott's and i's heart so he will be on. He'll give it away. It's a he. That only narrows it down to 25 billion podcasters that we could possibly <laughs> have on the podcast. Um, and then there will be a little bit of a break. I, I think it may, it could last more than our usual, like every other release. We'll have to see because Scott is also dog sitting. And we will be asking who let the dogs out. And Scott who? will be like, who? Who? I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> so, Scott, are you excited for your trip to the UP and see all your wrong turn, turn cannibal brothers and sisters again? Hell yes. I can't wait to start uh, to meet up with them again and, you know, have party it up crazy style and go hunt down some like out of towners. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, wait, no, not hunt party with them hang out is, with them. Is it going to be like the original wrong turn or the remake that everyone's mad at? Um. Like the original, you know, crazy oh, hillbilly. You, you like to, you're going to have some like, oh, get some babes with you. And, you know, some guy's going to hit you in a really nice car. And, oh, man, this shit's going to get yeah. real. Shit's when he is trained to be real. a doctor. Oh, man, sounds really exciting. <laughs> I'm but, actually, yeah, I am sorry, looking, go ahead. I'll say, but yeah, I am really looking forward to uh, the trip. It'll be a nice getaway. It will be. Hopefully you don't go looking for stupid shit again this year. Oh, I'm going to try to find some abandoned mines. You know, I I feel like you should have seen enough horror movies by now to know that that's not a good idea. But you know, I I I I respect the game and just so everyone knows, you can send your application to the Friday Nightmares podcast as a co-host too. <laughs> so I'm just going to bring Dave C on. I like Dave C cuz he's angry. I like how angry Dave is. He's like and I don't mean angry in a bad way. He just like <laughs> I was listening to the most well second most recent episode explaining heads and he calls his wife a wrench. And like he's not wrong though. Like at first I was like, "Oh, Dave." And then like there'll be times like, "Yeah, that would really inconvenient me too if I had to try to get into the shower and she wouldn't she's always in the shower. I'd be annoyed by that too." Like if I have something to do and I tell someone I need the shower this time and then they get in, I would be I would be pissed too. That would be yeah. annoying. That would be really annoying. You know, Dave, you're right. Rebel, Dave. Don't don't put up with that shit. And Viva Dave, the resistance, Dave. Viva the resistance. <laughs> <laughs> and I also gotta say, and I, I just I love your uh, mud flap idea. That that bravo. You know what? Dave's a marketer, right? Yeah. Like we should just be ghostwriters and just come up with weird shit they can talk about in that first hour. 
see what else they can <laughs> they can brainstorm and talk about. Um, but yeah, I'm on holidays this upcoming week. Uh, we're recording this just before Canada Day. Uh, so this will be released after Canada Day. So pre-happy Canada Day, or I guess past happy Canada Day, and happy 4th of July to you, Scotty. Oh, thank um, you. And happy Canada Day to you. You're welcome. Thank you. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> I thought you were thanking me for being Canadian. Thank you for being Canadian. I know, it's true. You know, bagged milk and all. So it's, I'm looking forward to next week doing a whole bunch of stuff. I'm going to go to the beach and still plan on packing more snacks in that fucking Outbreak movie from 2020. (laughs) I still think of that every time, because I remember on the podcast, I said I had more snacks to go to the beach than these people did to drive across Australia. Right. And that's still to my mind, like blows my mind still. And we'll be having like a Canada Day thingy barbecue with water balloon fights that we're going to be doing. So after you hear this, all this have already happened. So hopefully there'll be pictures all over my Facebook of it. And Scotty, what plans do you have for the 4th of July? Do you Um, you have to go like save an eagle or something and like paint your chest in the American flag and have a good old cookout? Well, paint my chest, yes. Not save an eagle, ride an eagle. Mm. We're going to ride across that Canadian border. (laughs) (laughs) Screaming America! America and the Canadian goose is like honk, honk. and then we run away in terror <laughs> but I'm not sure if we're having a cookout yet I uh, gotta wait and hear back from my cousin because I know he's going on a trip sometime I'm not sure if it's before the fourth or after but uh if so maybe I'll host my own little cookout who knows by yourself with yourself you're like would I like a hamburger yes I would would I like Why not? While I'm outside drinking beers and like Waving at all the neighbors, like, yes, I'm talking to myself. Happy new, happy Fourth of July, folks. Having some brewskis, you Hell know, yeah. just living your best life. <laughs> USA, USA, USA. <laughs> hashtag America. <laughs> well, our borders are getting super close to being open here in Ontario. Yay. We are almost at 80% vaccinated for first vaccinated that for first shots That's and amazing. 29% for double. I booked my second vaccine for July 5th. And like it's appointments are going like hotcakes. Like Ontario, we don't need no incentive, okay? We don't need no fucking Krispy Kreme donuts. We're all like, yeah, sign me up. It's crazy. Um, so definitely, I think we're on route for our borders officially being open for more tourism stuff. I would say by the end of July, hopefully August. Are you looking at the stats for Michigan right now? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out like what we're at because I keep getting like different numbers now, all the time. Do you have to discount the people that have been eaten by the wrong turn people up in the UP? And I mean, if if they're vaccinated, we're counting them. If they're cannibal vaccinated, they're like, yeah. I don't want to catch no COVID when I'm eating other people. Yeah, so apparently I'm reading this uh, over 50% of Michigan is uh, got the first shot and 47% is fully vaccinated. Boo. You guys had the vaccine longer than we did. Boo. Yeah. Yeah, this has only been since May. They opened up for people, like everyone to get their first shot after May 20th. And like, we're already almost at 80% in this province. That's we'll pass it by tomorrow. Like we'll pass it for sure. Well, that's because Canadians believe in science and <laughs> Michigan is like, well, I'll say kind of in political way. Uh, half of the half of the state is Trump supporters. And I don't feel half of them. Why don't you just say the truth? It. Half of them are Hills Have Eyes cannibals. And that's why. That's true. So they should be more concerned. I bet you they are the ones getting vaccinated because they don't want to eat no COVID people. That's a good point. Like if they're not picky and they eat someone, they want to make sure they're vaccinated. That's um, true. Honestly, I think because we've had so many lockdowns, 
Ontario's like hashtag no more lockdowns. So everyone's like, I'll do whatever it takes. Right. <laughs> for there not to be a fucking lockdown. That way we could have right? more than just patios open. And I booked to go to Canada's Wonderland, which is an amusement park up here in August. So I'm going to see if I don't chicken out and go on some of the really big coasters. Maybe I'll put some post the videos to the Friday Nightmares podcast of me peeping my pants on rides. That would be great. I don't um, see you chickening out. You're an adrenaline junkie. Oh, dude. Like, but I'm getting old. Like, like there's one, there was one ride there. I went out with my ex-husband years ago and we got off and it was like a huge size coaster. Like I'm talking like, they call it the behemoth. And at one time now they have, they built a new roller coaster, which is the largest in the world every year. Really? They build a new roller coaster every other year to make it the largest in the world. And this was like back in 2000 and I think it was like 14 or 15. And it was the largest in the world at that time. I got off that ride and I had to have like a sit down and water and rest to like recuperate because I was like so overwhelmed by the ride. Like this is not like a regular fucking roller coaster. I'm looking up up images of the behemoth right now and holy shit. Look up Leviathan or Yukon Rider. Those are the other big rides that they have there. Yukon Rider, how fucking hashtag can you use that? <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh my God, it makes me want to vomit. But yeah, so it's crazy shit. Like crazy. I've, I've always wanted to go to Darien Lake. Never had a chance. Oh, even though it's hell no. Yeah. Hell no. I know, I'm telling you, man. No. Like, I know you wouldn't even go near that because you're afraid of heights. Yeah. Like, right? It, it would take a lot of encouraging me. It, to do yeah. It. You would take a lot of bowls. Poor yeah. Scotty would be like, good thing it's legal here. Scotty would be high as a fucking guy. You wouldn't be able to see right. He'd be like, just comatose on the ride as it goes through. <laughs> we... <laughs> Drooling and shit. Uh... And like, like flying in behind, <laughs> hitting the person behind him. Oh, man. What a visual that we got for everybody here. So, <laughs> welcome to summer. Welcome to summer 2021. Uh, hopefully, you guys are having a good summer better than last summer living your best lives uh scotty may even have some friends come visit him not me because i don't want to cross the border into michigan only 50 percent of them have been vaccinated but you have some other friends that might come visit you is that correct yeah possibly yes right so that's nice that's nice that they care yeah good friends better friends than i am i'm like it's so funny because my friend ann sent me an article about like oh look borders are going to open soon you could go see scott my response scott will come here first before (laughs) Well, before i go there well and you already know i am excited as hell to come visit you because i yeah, want to well, like, i want to i want to get out of my get out of my country it's just yeah <laughs> just for, this will be just your first bit. time out of the usa yeah you'll be driving across the border going usa usa and then you'll have to cross over the border and be like nothing oh, because <laughs> yes the, i will embarrass you everywhere we go that i can any chance i have to introduce you as an american you better fucking believe i'm gonna do it mm. so i know mm. not sure i like that angry scott mm, <laughs> up uh, wrong term <laughs> god damn it <laughs> he's such a smart ass i know like you can't win you can't even go on a vacation without me making fun of it like <sighs> it's just because i'm jelly that's all it is you know let's be real it's, it's true that's all it is right like i'm just jelly so okay last last thing i'll share before we move into our 2021 watches so hair salon so we just moved into stage two in ontario they moved it up because we're doing so good in vaccines so at stage two in ontario hair salons can open. They literally got the word at noon today that hair salons could open. By two o'clock, my hair salon was blowing up my phone. Hey, Heather, you want to rebook that appointment you had back in <laughs> April? 
like I felt like the hair salon was like a stalker that I like swiped on, <laughs> on Tinder and like we never ended up going out because of the lockdown and now it's like hey what you doing next Saturday what you got going on you want to come for a haircut I know you haven't been getting no haircut have you which could be the case because a lot of stylists here have been going to people's homes which I don't blame them you got to do what you got to do to make money you, you know? want a haircut and chill yeah, right. So they're all like, you're going to come in or you've been seeing another hairdresser behind our back. Like it was just very, so I'm, I'm very excited. I have a haircut booked on July 3rd and that night I'll be going out to Niagara Falls to wave hi to Dave C on the other side of the border and drink excessively at a place I love called Taco and Tequila. And it has America. the oversized drinks. Remember the oversized oh, drinks yeah. they had last year? Oh yeah. Yeah. Got, so when I come, we got to go there. We should, we should go there just for a drink. Yeah. I anything, would love that. Yeah. Right. Um, so you can be like, no, this is American size. No, yeah, this Canadian this, shit. This is regular size in America. You'd be, like, you be like, this is regular size. You guys got big gulps here. I need to feed my entire family of six with my <laughs> big gulp iced tea. Or sorry, sweet tea. Is it sweet tea I, or iced tea for you? No, uh, sweet tea is a Southern thing. I, iced tea for me. Right, sorry. I do the healthier sorry. one. Yes, oh yeah, so much healthier for sure. There's no sugar in iced tea. No, right, not, not, not. Uh, like, yeah, this is unsweetened iced tea. So yeah, there is no sugar. You, ew, ew, that's what you drink? <laughs> yeah. Oh. I love regular iced tea. Why? It just tastes good. Oh, yuck, yuck. <laughs> that's why I call it my dirty water. Because that's. Oh, no kidding. That's all it basically is. Why don't you just go to a puddle? You can have the same fucking taste. <laughs> <laughs> you know what Sandra Kane is saying right now? Who's our friend from the States? He's like, he doesn't even want to hang out with you anymore because you don't drink sweet tea. And uh, I am sure because Sandra is super Southern, he loves sweet tea absolutely well, to be fair i used to drink sweet tea a lot and i cut that out because i was too much sugar i'm i don't even know if sandra likes sweet tea but yes i could see why there's a lot of sugar in sweet tea but regular iced tea oh wow very british of you yeah that's the british well, iced tea well they drink it hot i don't i don't know like there's cool there's cool iced tea you can get cool tea that cools down i got it once i was on a cruise ship with a cruise ship with a bunch of brits oh okay. and they and that's what they served this is years ago like we're talking like when i was 17 well, just a bibbe, Heather. Just a bibbe. Just a bibbe. <laughs> so we talked a lot because Scott and I haven't watched a lot of 2021 films because <laughs> I'm too busy working and doing grad school and not summer series. Scott and I are the only two human beings in the world that are not doing summer series. Um, <laughs> well, I don't even know how we could because I couldn't watch 24 movies. There's I, no fucking way I could do it. Like I'm trying to, between the movies we watch and the Slumber Party Massacre and like, I don't know, just movies in general, trying to keep up to Brandon and his 2021 watches. I, I just... There's no way. I wouldn't even have an argument. They'd be like, hey, Heather, what about this movie? I'd be like, nah, I don't know. I didn't watch it. Next one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, I, uh, it's just been a struggle for me because, like, I'm like, I just don't have a lot of time. Watch four movies for this podcast. And then I try to squeeze in a 2021. Like, hell, for tonight, I once again don't have an older film to talk about. It, it, that's just well, how it is. Well, you do because you've seen the one I watched. Well, yeah. I mean, like, one that I, have wa- that I haven't seen before type thing. You know yeah. what? It doesn't really matter because... I bring the knowledge. You do bring the knowledge. I'm just the looks. You are. You're just you're just a straight out handsome and handsome looks. And now that, that thanks to Darren, we now have the one eight hundred smoke show hotline up and running. Absolutely. And yes. How just, many callers have you got at this point? I've gotten five. All wrong calls though. All oh. wrong numbers, but <laughs> that's okay, Scott. You know what? Just like our one day one of our dozens of listeners will call you. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. waiting for it and they'll and be they can... so disappointed. 
<laughs> just like just like in my sex life i don't believe that for a second <laughs> i don't believe that for one minute with all the interest you get at times my friend i know that's not the case i just winked at scott no one could see it but i gave him the good old winky winky Wink. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you gave me the winky. Oh, now that's what we're talking about. Can you believe this has been 37 episodes? Oh my God. If you're still listening, yes. thank you. Um, yes, I can believe it's been 37 episodes. It feels <laughs> I, like 50. <laughs> I know. I know. How does it like exploding heads and like other people like court or court psyop and his like, is it his friend, Matt, right? Matt? Yep. Like, I mean, what, 600 episodes or something? Like, uh, like, yeah, I can't remember. I think uh, a lot, right? Oh, they're over three. Yeah, I can't remember, but it's been one every week for six years. Yeah, so over three, over 300 episodes. And we're like, we can't do the math because we don't know how much that is. 52 weeks in a year times six. Yeah, that's over 300. Like, can you imagine? You still haven't shit to talk about? I don't know if we'll make it to that point. We'll see what we can do. No promises. I was going to say, well, since we have cut down on the movies that we are watching for the show, it does at least give us options to revisit topics down the road if we wanted to. (sighs) Yeah, <laughs> and plus we keep coming up with new ideas, anyways. Oh, we're just so smart. I keep coming. Hey, up. I brought I brought up the idea one, for the next one episode. idea. You bring hey, one idea, and I got an, I got I do got another one like that. Oh, I do have one. I was gonna bring up to you if there's enough horror films that cover that topic. But I yeah. Well, they probably if we just might have to go international. If because yeah. there's always shit international that we can find that's fucked up. That's always. true. So I guess, well, okay, we'll get into our 2021s because we got to get to like these beach horror films. Um, and now I got now all these beach songs in my head. I got Surf City. I got um, Twisting by the Pool surfing. by Dire Straits. You know, Twisting by the Pool. Oh, you probably don't know Dire Straits, but I no. really like Dire Straits. Um, yeah. Cruise, or was it Cruising Every, USA? Everybody's gone surfing. Surfing, yeah, surfing USA. USA. That one. Yeah, isn't that Beach Boys? I think so, yeah. yeah. People are like, this is a fucking Beach Boys. Um, <laughs> he just made someone's shit list. So, 2021s. Uh, you be- I believe you watched this movie, right? Yes. Okay. Queen of Spades. It's a 2021 film. It's from Canada. That's right, Sander. It's from Canada. <laughs> it's a 91 <laughs> runtime. And uh, it's honestly better than I thought it was going to be. I honestly didn't think this was going to be that great of a film. Um, And then I watched it. I kind of watched it on a whim. Now, spoiler, this was supposed to be a theatrical release. So there are some places where I guess it did get a theatrical release. It's available to rent on iTunes, Google, Microsoft Store, and YouTube. And basically, it's similar to the idea of Bloody Mary, the idea that a, a curse can occur if you do a certain ritual in a mirror and something does happen. I thought the special effects in this for being a low budget film were pretty fucking good. I thought the acting was quite good. Uh, I thought the twist in it was quite good. I, I like overall, I enjoyed the shit out of this movie at a 91 minute runtime. This to me was a surprise hit of this year. Personally, how much I enjoyed it. What do you think, Scotty? Yeah, I think this one was, uh, yes, because you recommended it to me. And uh, and I was like, oh, it's uh, Canadian. So, of course, Heather automatically has to I love automatically it, I love it. it. Automatically five stars. <laughs> just because it was made in Canada, right? Yep. But I, I watched it just because, like, when you recommend something, I definitely have to check it out because, like, obviously, you've been watching everything and helping <laughs> me just kind of figure out what I can watch. And I'm glad I did. This was, for low budget, uh, it's actually, like, 
really good, has some creepy moments. And yeah, like everything you said about this film, I agree with. Like it was a nice surprise that I did not expect. Like great ghost story. Yeah. Great like, low budget ghost story done well. Not a bunch of jump scares that were unnecessary. Um, good build up to shit that happened, good character development. Uh, yeah. The young actors in this were very good for, for the roles they played. And all of them have some acting creds to their names. Like none of these people were like, oh, this is my first movie. Like they all had backgrounds. So I think that goes to help as well. Yeah. And I was just saying, they all seem to have pretty good chemistry together, which is really nice to see. Yeah. Like the I didn't feel like good. they were just like acting off of a wall. They were actually working with each other and like actually reacting to each other. No, and I think this is worth a $4.99, $5.99 rental. I, I, not everyone's going to love it. Not everyone's going to like it as much as me. But out of the 2021 movies I've watched this year, this is a sleeper hit that I think is quite good. Um, you yep. know, if you dig ghost stories, you dig the whole Bloody Mary kind of thing, only with a different spin to it, you'll probably like this. It is lower budget, so don't be walking in there expecting like... I don't know, a Blumhouse film with like over the top special effects, you're not going to get that. Uh, but if you like subtle special effects and subtle hauntings, then this is good. It's not like The Conjuring 3, which was the, op- which was the basically the glorified haunted house in Niagara. <laughs> like seriously for like fucking an hour and a half, which is fine. That's a Conjuring film. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's right? what you go in expecting. It's what you go in expecting that you're going to see. So do you want to introduce this next bad boy? Because I know you did watch this one as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, did you say where Queen of Spades is available? I did at the beginning, but it's a YouTube, Microsoft Store, okay. uh, Google, and iTunes. All right. Uh, so, yeah, the next film is the last movie I've watched from 2021, like on this list, unfortunately, just because time constraints, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but this He's too film, busy playing video games. Video games and then taking care of my doggo. And talking, talking to hot babes online. Talking to hot babes online. You have been actually. <laughs> that's not. That's not wrong. You have been. I mean, um, yeah, I have been talking to Brandon. <laughs> I know which hot babe you've been talking to, and that's all that matters. Um, <laughs> anyway, continue. Yep. All right. So the uh, film that we're going to talk about here is Untitled Horror Movie. Uh, it's basically, I'm not sure if this was filmed during the pandemic or if they were like, it's just the Zoom social media style found footage type horror film. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I, this out of the two that I watched, this is definitely my favorite of the two. Word. I had so much fun with this one. Like all, like it has a lot of, it's a horror comedy in a way. Yeah. Like it has some comedic elements, but it's also like just a well done story. It has a, uh, quite a few recognizable faces yeah and a couple of cameo appearances like especially at the end with Aisha Tyler from uh whose line is it anyways I was oh, like man. oh shit <laughs> oh man it was it's fucking funny but like, yeah this it, was great it's such a sarcastic like actors being dicks and like the Donna's and did you recognize the guy that was blonde was from the truth or dare the the non Bloomhouse one he was wasn't he yeah yeah he was like the was he the doctor or the one that was no like, he uh... was not the doctor he was in the one you you still you keep messing these two up he was the <laughs> one that found the haunted house and took oh. everybody there to play the game yes that's right yeah but no I I this movie I thought was jokes like honestly like I thought it was it hit right to my sense of humor it's definitely geared towards people in our age group though um, yeah. and I would say people in their 20s or 30s like it is definitely a, if you're if you're older you 
it just may not connect with you because of the, you know, it's like when we watch other movies from the other generations, they don't connect with us, right? Because we don't right. get the cultural references and stuff. But this movie to me, if you're in your 20s or 30s, this movie is fucking hilarious. And you enjoy stuff like Saturday Night Live and other fucking satire comedy, you'll enjoy this. It was funny. Yeah, because it was funny, but it also had some creepy moments to it as well. Yeah. Like, it was like legit, like a that like i talk about like that blend of horror and comedy where the comedy the comedy is just like through some occasional dialogue not no silly slapstick stuff my favorite is the main character so i think it's kelly was in 47 meters down she well, played yeah, she was. as one of the blo- she brings it up she's like i was in like one of the best horror movies of 2017 <laughs> that's right she does oh my god i didn't recognize like holy crap oh my god and then she was also in the messengers too do you remember the first messengers never seen it you never saw the messengers nope oh man oh the messengers shit yeah i those those were some movies anyway um and she was in mean girls too so she's been in a lot of like wait there's a like mean movies. girls too oh yeah there's a mean girls too of course there's a mean wow. girls too of course there is anything you can make money off of um so yeah there was definitely some like she was funny because she basically said that she was the biggest star and she kind of was actually right is, so funny um but yeah fun little film they basically film it on their laptops slash phones but it's not chintzy. Like it's definitely social media horror, but it's and found footage, but it's it's fun. I, I think it's gonna maybe win an award for me if we do found footage this year. Like yeah, it, like the, the one that has the most uh, other competition is safe at home. Like yeah. that was a pretty fucking solid film too, but like this one was just jokes, like it was just really, really, really funny. Yeah, this one was just pure solid, just straight up entertainment. Like I had so much fun with it. Like I didn't know what I was thinking, like what I was gonna think going into this film, but like I didn't expect to enjoy it nearly as much as I did. Like, I really didn't like, really say what it was about. It's basically about a group of unemployed actors that are gonna make a horror movie. Yeah. And it's gonna be like a low budget fucking horror movie. And, and it's then a of course movie. <laughs> Right. And then shenanigans occur. So it's uh, it's a lot of fun. And then I guess we'll get, oh, it's available on Google, Voodoo, uh, YouTube, and Microsoft Store. So check it out on there if you get a chance to. Now, Scotty, you didn't watch this one, right? You said you only watched the two? Yeah, this is the next one on my list because you recommend, well, this one and a, yeah, I think actually three of the four here you recommended to me. I need yeah. to watch. Yeah, super deep. We'll get to that one soon. Uh, this one is Whoa. My body's whoa. like, whoa. And my girl's like, whoa. whoa. So Whoa, Whoa is a 2021 film. It is 84 minute runtime and it feels like an 84 minute runtime. Um, basically, it's about a family who is dealing with the grief of their father and the son is living in the home and things are not as they seem. So mm. if you enjoy things like The Dark and the Wicked, The Lodge, what was that other one that came out this year that we watched that we thought was kind of slow, but a lot of people loved it? Um, mod? No, the one where they live in like a forest and like someone has Alzheimer's. Oh, uh, I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, Satyr, Satyr. Oh yeah, Sator. Oh yeah. Sator. Yeah. So if you like that, you'll probably dig this. I personally enjoyed this one a little bit more than those. Um, with the exception of Dark and the Wicked. I still like Dark and the Wicked more. It's a good little story. The acting's really good. Um, you definitely get a lot of character development in this. Uh, it's a good little kind of ghost, like dealing with demon story and, and how things end up. 
you really got to be paying attention though to this one if you aren't fully focused on the film you're not going to catch it and if you enjoy slow burns and the films i've listed then i would say check it out it's available on itunes google voodoo youtube and microsoft store for rent and i would say if you like stuff i'm referring to 399 to 5.99 is fine if you don't skip it you're probably not going to have it on your end of your list anyway. Yeah, because this is one you told me that I should definitely at least check out. Yeah, I think you'll enjoy the relationship piece of it and it moves a little bit quicker. And I kind of want to see your perspective on it. Okay. Um, whenever you get around to watching movies again, you know, <laughs> at some you know, point. In 20 million years. In 20 million years, exactly. Uh, Buyer Beware is a Korean film that is basically about, it's available on Netflix. It's basically about uh, a real estate agent who works for this real estate firm that their prime target for homes are homes where there has been murders happen in them. And of course, if we know anything from Asian horror, we know that when murders happen in a house, bad juju comes with it. So if you enjoy uh, Asian ghost stories, you'll probably enjoy this, but I will say this is not as creepy as other ones. So if you really think like things like Juwon or One Miss Call or Dark Water, you're probably not going to love this one. It's a little more soap opery. But if you're looking to maybe get into Asian horror and this is kind of your tiptoe into it, you'll probably enjoy it. Uh, the acting's decent enough. It's it's a fairly easy, watchable time, and available on Netflix. You got nothing to really lose if you if you have Netflix. It is available in dubbing and it's available in subtitle. So whatever you prefer. Uh, then we have Super Deep. So deep. Super Deep. I'm trying to see. So Super Deep. I watched Shutter. So Super Deep was a Russian movie that came out in Russia in 2020, but just over here in good old North America in 2021. This is very much creature feature isolation horror. Basically, this has Scotty written all over it and big exclamation mark. If you like the thing meets um, into the earth, if you like anything that has to do with isolation and, and like, like going to the earth core and then running into shit and some crazy monster shit, you will dig this uh, a lot. Uh, I the like ending, the sound of that. I'll be honest, the movie's fairly predictable. If you've seen one of these movies, you've seen them all. Uh, they usually have the same type of ending, but it was a very fun watch. So I would recommend it for people. It is available on The Shutter. It is available on the Shutter Canada, the Shutter United States, AMC Plus, and Shutter Amazon. And finally, since I've been doing all this heavy lifting, <laughs> fuck. Well, you, know, you are the star of the show. No, I'm not. That's actually incorrect. <laughs> I, the Smoke Show is the star of the show, and I I'm am, just your am... lovable sidekick. I am the meme of the show. You are the star of you the show. You are Yogi Bear. I am Boo Boo. <laughs> Give me the picnic basket, the Boo Boo. And we're both running around. We would, you know what would happen if we got those picnic baskets? We just sit there and eat them. Hell yeah, we would. We totally get caught. We'd well, be like, you guys. Well, hopefully, you know, most people having picnics bring a bottle of wine or something too. Hell yeah, we would steal it, drink the bo- drink a bottle of wine. Hell yeah. Bottle, Scott. Like, I know it's been a while since we've hung out, but a bottle. Well, no, 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 no. I'm saying like if we're stealing from someone that brought a bottle of wine, we steal their bottle of wine. But we have to steal a lot of wine. Oh, yeah, of course. Like, come on now. We're going to steal more than one picnic basket if we're going to be Yogi and Boo Boo. Like, let's get this straight. It's going to be like Yogi and Boo Boo meet (laughs) marijuana and booze. That's what it's going to (laughs) be. Anyway, speaking of of censoring alcohol and drugs, uh, this movie is called Censor. And let me say, this was a surprise hit for me. 
I walked into this film, I watched the trailer, it was a Sundance movie, and I thought, you know what, um, this looks a little artsy, but let's see how it goes. Not a lot of artistic films have really, you know, done it to me this year. I've been leaning more towards horror comedies this year as films that I've enjoyed more, some really good ghost stories, a lot of low budget stuff I've enjoyed. I think the highest budget movie I enjoyed so far is Spiral. Uh, I haven't, now mind you, I haven't seen a lot either. So like <laughs> take that with a grain of salt, but censor, holy fuck. This movie is an 84 minute runtime and mwah, beautiful, beautifully filmed, beautifully acted. I love how the story develops. I love the artistic to it. This, this to me is artistic with substance nice. and I like it much like I enjoyed. Let's see. I did like Hansel and Gretel more than you did last year. Um, and what was another artistic film I really enjoyed from last year? Oh, I can't remember now. They all kind of blur together. The Lodge. Yes, absolutely. That was my number one. Number one Lodge. Number one. Um, because <laughs> it was filmed in Canada. So yeah. no matter what, I had to like it. Yeah, I had to love so, it. right. But the sensor, fuck, it's good. It's right up there. Actually, the stylus I would consider a little artistic too. Um, yeah. but a little more easy to follow. The sensor is so good, so good. Um, basically it talks about video nasties and censorship in Britain and one woman struggle with her past and her role as a censor and fuck, is it good? Uh, I loved it. Dave C. I think you'll enjoy this film. I think you should watch it. If you don't like it, I apologize in advance, but I think you're really going to dig it. I think you guys should cover this, this film on exploding heads. Um, it'd be interesting to hear your perspectives on it. The exploding head podcast on Legion's network where you can just join for $3 a month. Anyway. And I just have to say, I just looked to see where it's ranked on your list. And holy shit. Okay. I'm not going to say one. where. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wasn't going to spoil it, but holy That's shit. Fine. My, like, this is June. My list will change dramatically. Um, I don't True. update. I usually just put the movies I really like in my top 30 to 50, or sorry, one to 50 as the year goes on, that list gets bigger. And then the stuff I like kind of moves down. And then I just pick stuff from there and decide what my top 10 will be. So actually what's listed there will not be accurate by the end of the year. It's just an, it's just a representation of what I've enjoyed so far this year. Mm. Um, I will be honest. I do not find this year as strong as I did with 2020, but no. I, I will say that there's a certain, this is the year of indie horror. Um, there is some fucking solid indie horror last year. Like the special came out last year, which was an exceptionally well done indie horror film. Yeah. But between the din, the gin and um, the queen of spades and some other stuff that's come out, like this has been a great year. And yet again, some awesome international films. All my friends are dead. Some really strong horror comedies this year. Yeah. Slack. Um, Psycho Gorman. Uh, Benny loves you. Yeah. Like, this is a year of horror comedy. And I think that that's great. Honestly, even the ones like the one, the mafia one that was kind of like, so, so was still entertaining, was still good. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of really good horror comedies and we saw one at the beginning of the year that was super low budget. Sorry, I killed you. That was still really, yeah, that funny, was fun. Right. So like, I think that, you know, we may not have the same quality of films that we've had from other years in certain categories, but when it comes to indie horror and when it comes to comedies, I think we're really nailing it this year. So, um, and I really enjoyed Censor. So I really encourage people to, to check it out. It is available on iTunes, Google, Microsoft, um, Microsoft Store, YouTube, and Cineplex here in Canada. So 
you know, if this was regular times, it's probably been released to the movie theater, but not all theaters are open right now in Canada. So Canada. In Canada. So that's whew, the heavy lifting I've had to do for this episode. Uh, you're so, welcome. Uh, you're welcome. My God. So let's get into our older films and the one that I'm going to talk about. Uh, and Scott's watched it. So uh, I don't know how I skipped over this film, but I watched <laughs> Club, Dr- Club Dread for the first time about a week ago. And holy fuck, this movie is funny. So good. Like, I was like, can we do this for our episode? And then I was like, nah, we should save it for like a resort. Because we could do like Turistas and Club Dread and some other shit is like a resort horror film kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, actually, this um, is kind of leaning towards one of the ideas I had that I was going to bring up to you. See, that I already had in my head that you stole. Like yep. I, I, I siphoned it from your brain before you, you knew it. You it from my brain. See, you're like brains, like scanners. Mm-hmm. You're scanning my brain right now. I'm more like Return of the Living Dead. More brains. <laughs> and then you come up to me and you're like brains and then like there's no brains and you like have to walk away because you're like more brains <laughs> oh need more brains <laughs> no but fuck you... this movie's great oh my god club dread and the guy with the drades oh my god who is the guy with the drades i gotta look him up jay i can't even say it Chandersiki, like he plays putman oh my god that character i was fucking dying the entire time oh it's it's freaking great because it's just uh it's got a lot of the casting crew because it's the broken lizards uh so they've like done like uh super troopers and all that stuff and it's got a lot of the same actors in that film in that film as well and oh my god it's freaking hilarious it's so funny like it's literally yes the best like from the moment they show up on the island to when he's gonna have a threesome with those two chicks and then they don't and then like this killer stalking them and my favorite part of this is i said to you i'm like oh my god this guy's like jimmy buffett Bill Paxton's character. He's just yes, like Bill Paxton. Jimmy, right? Um, yeah, Bill Paxton. Sorry. It's just like coconut. What's his name? Coconut Pete. Yeah, coconut and, Pete. <laughs> and then at one side, he's singing around the fire. And he's like, All right, anyone have any requests? And some chicks like play Margarita Bell. He's like, Oh, you must mean like Pina Mita Colada, you know, get me another Pina Colada. And she's like, No, no, I mean Margarita Bell. And she's like, No, no, you must mean get me another Pina Colada or whatever the song is and she's like no no and he's like goes off and how jimmy buffett sold his music and all this other shit oh my god i was dying and i actually didn't really know who the killer was i'll be honest i had no idea yeah. it was uh, a nice little twist it was a nice little twist it was fun easy to watch entertaining something that if i'm ever having like a bad day i can throw on club dread and just laugh at yeah absolutely like, and I was actually sad when characters died. Like, I was actually sad. You, you know, that it's comedy, but you do get attached to people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, because it, it's been a while since I've watched it, but man, I still find this movie just pure entertainment. Like, yeah, I've watched it at least like three, maybe four times. And you watching it for the first time makes me want to go back and revisit it. But oh, dude, yeah, I'll save it for so when good. we do a, do a resorts episode. Oh, man, I loved it. It made my little Heather Hart smile. So that's all we got. Oh, I watched Battle Royale, uh, which is the the original Hunger Games, kind of. Right, yeah. Right, Battle Royale from what year was it? Um, 2000. Um, Very popular, very big time. Um, I liked it. It was fun. It was sad, though, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's a good story, but it's, yeah, it's kind of depressing. Like Like typical Asian horror. Right. You know, once again, punching you in the gut. Right. Um, So, yeah, so I guess we'll break into what we've been listening to. 
I'll let you go first with yours, Scott, just so I can take a break from all this heavy lifting. All right. Well, let me pull it up because uh, I've only got a chance to listen to one episode so far because I have been trying to find something new to talk about because I've pretty much run the gamut of all the horror podcasts I listen to. Uh, this one is the Horror Friendly Podcast, and they just started this show uh, in January 2021, so it's pretty new, but they've already got, uh, I think, 11 episodes released, but it's a uh, all-women podcast. It's Katie, Tell, and Charlie. Whoa, and... whoa. There's another all-women podcast? Oh, sorry to, sorry to burst your bubble. There can only be one. <laughs> Highlander. Highlander. But yeah, I listened to their first episode, which uh, covered Scream from 1996, and uh, like they are pretty damn entertaining. They uh, made some good jokes, and they all like seem like they are close friends, like that have at least known each other for a while. Uh, I don't have a lot to say because, like I said, do I'm they drink? That I'm not sure. I have to listen to more episodes. Do they drink White Claw? I'm not sure. Can't tell mm, you. I'm accessing whether they'll be friends with me or not. <laughs> yeah, like I say, I'm going to continue listening to more of their episodes because I enjoy what they did so far. And they have all they all have great chemistry together. And yep, they are just a very fun podcast to listen to. Well, I will accept that there is another all-female podcast that talks about horror. Um, I'll accept you'll, that. You'll allow it? Um, I'll allow it um, as long as they invite me on to drink White Claw and not do much because <laughs> I only carry the weight on this podcast. Every other podcast I'm on, I am the dead weight. That, that, see, that's why I'd be the dead weight because I'm used to just carrying it all the time. But for what other podcasts? All the things you do are with me. Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Shh. Yep. <laughs> Let's not ruin this with words, Heather. Yeah. Shush. Um, mine is continue with the podcast network. But this one, <laughs> this one is unexplained mysteries. Okay. Ooh. Like this shit's cool. So they talked about the dancing plague of 1554, where people went crazy and wouldn't stop dancing and they passed I, out and died. I heard about that. Right. They talk about the Loch Ness monster Nessie. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Good old luck. They talk about the Bermuda Triangle. Question though, with the Loch Ness, with the Loch Ness monster, did they talk about how the Loch Ness monster kept showing up as like a Girl Scout asking for tree fitty? God damn it, monster! I ain't giving you no money. No three fifty. No, I uh, they don't do that. <laughs> that doesn't happen. Oh. They talk more about the mystery, the legend, and the marketing that comes with <laughs> tourism. So it's a really fun little podcast. Uh, some of their episodes are single episodes in blank. The first one I listened to was about two young women who got lost in a rainforest um, in Panama and trying to establish what happened to them and never really knowing for sure. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's, it's some really, really cool shit. The episodes are anywhere between 41 minutes or there's sometimes two parters where there's one that's 40 minutes and another one that's 40 minutes. So it's very digestible. Uh, if you want to learn more about unsolved mysteries, if you're like me and you're like, oh, what is more about Loch Ness? What is this thing about Bermuda Triangle? Why does Scotty love Gremlins so much? There's some really great episodes that go over this. And, and everyone should know why Scotty loves Gremlins. No one actually does. You just have this unhealthy exception to the point that my friends that don't even listen to the podcast are like, wow, Scott really likes Gremlins, huh? Like just from the shit you post in the page, like well, they all it, know. It's because Gremlins is everything. Everyone <laughs> loves Gremlins. All hail Gremlins. All hail Gizmo. All hail Gizmo. His fluffy, fluffy Gizmo. bum bum. And his puppy bum bum. <laughs> um, so yeah, so check out these two awesome 
horror podcast and uh we're going to take a brief break here from one of our many friends at the Legion Podcast Network, which if you haven't subscribed today, why don't you monzy over to the Legion Podcast page and click subscribe Ooh, so you can follow sexy. all of the podcasts. Like, I'm trying to be sexy like Vanessa because she does that opening of, and just a little contagious. I fucking oh. want to be her. Like seriously, Vanessa's my hero. For reals talk. For realsies. For realsies. <laughs> All right. So after these messages, we'll be right back. This will keep it quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You caught me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet. My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting. But that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash legion podcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon. And for $5, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash legion podcasts. We appreciate it. And thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room. And welcome back. And we're going to head ourselves over to the beach. Scotty, do you like going to the beach? Oh, I freaking love going to the beach. It's, uh, I definitely miss going, like, well, I should say I've never, well, I haven't been to the ocean since I was like 10 years old. So I want to go to one of those beaches at some point as an adult. Did you free Willie? Is that why? Yes. Were you that kid from the 1995 movie? Yeah, well, I did free my Willie and got in a lot of trouble. Oh, oh wrong, you wrong, had wrong to go Willie. there. You had to go there. This is a family friendly podcast. Family friendly now, huh? Absolutely. Yeah. Depends <laughs> what you do with your family. But anyway, you haven't been to the ocean since you were 10. Hey, Serbian film. Uh, you haven't been to the ocean since you were 10, uh, but you would like to go back again, I assume. Oh, absolutely. Like as an adult, to, I'd actually be able to appreciate it more. But yeah, I during the summer, I try to like at least find a couple of beaches around here to at least hit up at least one or two during the summer if I can. And then, of course, like while I'm in the UP, we go to uh, Lake Superior and wander the beach there because Lake Superior is just a fucking beautiful lake and it's just really nice beach. You know what they say, Lake Superior never gives up her dead when the winds of November come early. It's true. It's like Gordon Lightfoot's song, The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, right? The Great Lakes are quite powerful, actually. Yeah, I love the beach. I love going to beaches. I love going to Wasaga Beach, which is, or Wasaga, I don't know, however you want to fucking pronounce it, which is a big beach here in Ontario. I love going to Sable Beach, beautiful beach that's out um, near Owen Sound, which is closer to the UP. And I also am going to a beach over my holidays. I'm going to a little place called Nickel Beach, which nice. is about an hour away. And you can drive your car up onto the sand. The reason why they're doing that is to control how many people are on the beach at any given time. And I love swimming. I, uh, I grew Same. up near the water. I'm very comfortable in the water. Um, I enjoy body surfing. I love the ocean. Favorite ocean, uh, Dominican Republic, for sure. 
Um, I've been to two resorts in the Dominican Republic and both times the waves were epic. Um, the water was nice. I love body surfing on waves. It's my, it's my thing. Um, Interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I love it. I love body surfing. And I've been to Mexico and Cuba as well. Cuba's beaches are, people say they're the most beautiful in the world. They're fine, but they're not wavy. So if you're ah. looking for just like a plain ocean, it's great. Uh, Mexico depends where you go, but Dominican Republic, mwah, like just beautiful, beautiful beaches. So uh, yeah, I love the beach. I love it. I love going. I love having yum yum drinks. I remember when I was younger, my parents used to take me to this place called Shirks and Shore. And it was like a trailer thing. So you would go stay at like these cottages, but they were called trailers, but they were actually cottages. They were really, really nice. And we go down to the beach. Oh, and I'm so jealous that this doesn't exist now because Scotty, you can imagine the good times you would have with me and my friends. So people could drive on the beach, drink, park their tents and just have food. And they had like a bar there and people could blast their music and play volleyball. Oh, that would be so awesome. You just fucking ripped it up the entire time. Right. So you would, you would have that going on. Then you would have families. Right. But my parents were big partiers. So like they would like stay like right as it was getting late and they would have a couple of drinks and like, people are always so nice. Like I'm sure people are like, that's probably not the best environment, Heather probably wasn't, but like I had a good time. And I remember yeah. being like, Oh man, I hope when I'm older, I can come hang out with all these cool older people. Right. Cause they're listening to music and they're, you know, drinking and having a good time playing volleyball. And then they shut it down. It's now only for like day use family only no partying um i came in the wrong generation so that's that's a shame right uh but yeah i love going to the beach it's always so much fun it's such a summer thing and i guess because we both live in uh areas where we do get snow and cold weather from you know november till about march we 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 salvage the days that we can get outside and when it's hot enough to go in the water Oh, absolutely. Like even like even if it's just like kind of chilly in the air and the water's too cold, I'll still at least walk into the water. Yeah. And just like because Lake Michigan and Lake Superior are some of the coldest lakes I've they ever are. been to. And yeah, but they are still just so beautiful. And I just just love being beachside. I agree. And uh Lake Erie's so I've been to all the Great Lakes except for Lake Michigan. And I Lake Erie is the warmest because it's the shallowest. Yep. Uh, but yeah, no, for sure. I couldn't agree more. It's just such a really nice holiday thing to go do. And I think we're so lucky to live in areas where, you know, it's cold, like we can skate on water and then swim in water. <laughs> right. Right. Like we're, we're really blessed to have that in all fairness. Like some people would love to have those kind of different climates. Like when it's Christmas time, it's cold here, what you would want. And then when it's barbecue slash cookout season, to make sure everyone feels included. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's hot out and you can, and you can hit the water and stuff like that. It's awesome. So, yes. but where did this all begin, Scotty? Where did it begin? Um, hmm, well, we're going to find out where it begun today. Tell me, Heather. Tell me. So this is an article from the Washington post in 2016. And it talks about the weird origins of going to the beach. Like the steam engine, the tin can telephone, and the first vaccine. <laughs> vaccine. The modern American beach holiday was actually invented in Britain. Uh, those damn, see you damn traitors. You have Britain to thank. Stop dumping your tea. Well, as we see, your overlords have taken over. <laughs> right. It's true. Uh, they wish they were still overlords. No one gives a fuck about Britain anymore. A beach vacation might seem like the most natural thing in the world to head to the shore, play in the waves, and splay your limbs out on the sand. But people didn't always consider the beach a place primarily for relaxation and entertainment. 
After all, the beach can be cold, sandy, wet, dismal, or uncomfortable. These people have clearly had sex on a beach. And they know (laughs) that is exactly what it feels like. Uh, Then there's the whole prospect of drowning in the sea. Very true. Or lake. Like so many things, the beach vacation actually rose to popularity in Britain in the late 18th century and spread through the world from there. This isn't to say that people avoided the beach entirely before then, but vacation at the beach wasn't a cultural phenomenon. 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 Its Its origins were tied up were tied up with how industrialization was remaking Britain at the time, as well as a popular contemporary medical theories that sound bizarre now. Um, as Daniel Blay wrote in an excellent essay for the Smithsonian.com, earlier periods in history contained few tales of relaxing at the beach. Um, from the 18th century on, the beach stirred fear and anxiety in the popular imagination and was believed that it could be dangerous, but then it also believed that you could like heal from the salt water, which is where the health stuff tied in. I didn't con- copy that over in the article. So Scott can't see it, but they went on a big thing about how salt water heals. So it which, went from yeah, being heard about terrified that. area to like go and bathe in salt water and you'll feel better. Um, some of the earliest and most influential references to the sea in Western culture came from the Bible, where the ocean is depicted as a mysterious and destructive. It, cause, and, and it causes the great, what is that, deluge? Oh, deluge. Deluge, and appears in Genesis as the great abyss. It is the great abyss, it's true. British women often relied on bathing attendants who would help them with the correct timing and method of bathing, including which part of their body would make contact with the waves. Can you imagine? Wow. Only this part may contact with the waves. The bathers would also plunge female patients into the water just as the waves broke, taking care to hold their heads down so to increase the impression of suffocation. <laughs> like tempering steel, these periodic cold baths were seen as a method of toughing up the patients, including young girls who were thought to be dangerously pale. We are going to drown you. Wow. And you are going to feel better. <laughs> so not only is the salt water going to help your skin, we're also going to drown your shit. Like so many things at the time, the seaside vacation become became one of Britain's cultural exports and spread it beyond both word of mouth and through Bretonians. By the early 19th century, seaside resorts were springing up in Normandy, south of France, north of Germany, and Scandinavia. By the late 19th century, they had spread to America, first to the New England coast and then gradually to the Mid-Atlantic and the south. By the 1960s, airplane package tours have become the rage, leading to the decline of old beach towns like Brighton and Coney Island. But for those who wish to go there, a dip in the sea will still be a good remedy for melancholy. So true. It is. So true. And I'm one of those weirdos where I'll be like, the sea rider is really good when you're skin. Like I am one of those like fucking annoying white people that say that all the time <laughs> when I go in the ocean, like hands down. And I've been to Boston and I went in the ocean there as well. And I've been to Nova Scotia and I've been to the ocean. There's the Atlantic. Look, look at you all well-traveled and shit. I know, I'm so woke. Um, so yeah, that's, it's, you know, it's colder than it is in the Dominican Republic. I'll tell you that much. But, oh, I believe uh, it. The Dominicans warm all year round. They'll be like, oh, it's cold here. And you're like, what? This <laughs> this feels like cold. the water is boiling. I don't know what you're talking about. What are you talking about? But as you can see, beaches have become part of our pop culture. So what happens when things become part of our pop culture, Scotty? The horror genre likes to take it and twist it into its own wicked stories to tell. Oh, yeah, they do. <laughs> oh, yeah, they do. And we have four of those movies right here. We sure do. So why don't you bring us in with number one? All right. So the first film we will be talking about of 
This theme is Blood Beach from 1981. Policemen, played by John Saxon, are baffled when people disappear, sucked into the beach by a sand creature. Very simple plot, because that is exactly what this movie is, is kind of a uh i guess it would be a ripoff of jaws in a way like they even like poke fun of like something like where it was uh what did john saxon say he said now that it's safe uh it's finally safe to go back in the water but we cannot get there we can't get anywhere near it um i enjoyed the opening of this the woman's walking on the beach with her dog and walking along the guy swims to work every day which is my favorite this yeah, random awesome. dude that used, was training to be an olympic swimmer and just like leaps out into the ocean and she gets sunk into the sand which i thought was pretty good special effects for 1981 you know i and her dog's barking away and you know freaking out and all these people keep disappearing and the police can't figure it out and I thought that it was really cool because they didn't use special effects like crazy shit that we'll see later of like tentacles or whatever coming out of the sand. It was yeah. more just like people sinking like quicksand. Yeah, I was just gonna say it, it was it was very similar to quicksand and the occasional like, uh, what would you say, gore because of what's underneath the sand that you do not see. There was a lot more mystery to this and I really did enjoy it. I enjoyed like the little bit of the commentary. So a young lady dies on the beach. She's she's laying on the beach and she gets severely injured. Sorry. So one woman's being buried in sand at one point and she's like, no, the sand hurts. It hurts. And people are like, all right, whatever. You're just getting bit by like a sand flea or something. She's like, no, it burns, right? And they get her out and she's all, like, are all ripped up ripped up and shit um and the reporters come the next day and they're all like oh you know aren't you guys nervous to be on the beach and the people are like well it's the best beach around and like you know and it's where all the young people are hanging out like it makes sense right you're this summertime you want to hang out with your friends and you're going to go down to the beach where you can you know flirt with other people and go in the water and get snacks and and drinks from the from the con- the concessions that are nearby like it really set this up to be it's a beach town people here love the beach they go on the beach they take shortcuts on the beach and which is why the creature seems to attack when weirdly um either there's tons of people around or nobody around it's interesting it it tends to just does like it doesn't have a specific thing it just kind of attacks when it feels like it hell it even attacked the dog late at night yeah bit its head off and like but yeah like the and the thing that i like about this just like it it kind of like i want it makes me want to think that uh tremors took a cue from this absolutely i think you're 100 percent right i i do enjoy the couples that are developed in this there's a lot of singing i found this was a thing in 1981 that you would just include singing in the movie uh, there's a point where young one young lady is visiting her boyfriend and they keep singing the song of who walked out when the fire dimmed and had no more booze. It wasn't you. It wasn't me. It wasn't us. But anyway, <laughs> so that's, that's a made up lyric, but there's a lot of times where they'll be like, who hanged out till Friday night, drinking on the beers with the boys all night. It wasn't you. It wasn't me. It wasn't us. <laughs> so anyway, and I'm like, oh man, this is 1980s. And apparently we had to have like a folk song in every single fucking film. But this is a good way for filler. It's a good way for filler, right? But then she goes off and she's like, of course, like some random dude tries to date break her under a fucking dock. And, well, this is the way you have to get your the titties, I guess. The right? TNA. <laughs> right? And then, like, his dick gets eaten by the creature. And Which I is absolutely awesome. love, I want to call him Polly, but it's not Polly. We should probably look up his actual name of what his actual name is. Um, is it 
Dot Hoagie, who's the detective that plays, like, it's the same actor that plays Polly and Rocky. Oh, the David, oh. David Hoffman. Yeah, David Hoffman, duh. Yep. So, man, like, David Hoffman, like, fuck, he was great. Yeah, because he was the one that just, like, was just kind of like the cop that didn't believe anything, was just blowing it off, and, like, till he actually no, he, seen Yeah, the- and then when he did believe, he's like, yeah, there's a fucking problem here. I'll talk to the press. Yeah. Like, he was the no-nonsense, no bullshit. I even like the drama with the town hall. Like, this movie actually was more than just a basic little slasher. Like, it had this drama with the town hall and the townspeople not wanting to give the police department more money and the struggle that the police department was having with getting enough money to fucking solve what was going on, bringing in marine biologists, um, people missing and not knowing what happens. Like that dude stating that, that stewardess who loses her hat and falls onto the beach and gets eaten at, at the end. Yeah. Like, like it's just, it's, it was such a good, you believe that these people in this community live, you know, by seaside, that's their lives they're close-knit and that something is attacking them and they have no idea what it is and and i was gonna say and uh i also like uh how it focuses on the cops and the detectives like in their office trying to just figure out how to deal with what they just cannot figure out what it is like well we're like it can't be a serial killer like because of what's happening here so it's got to be something mm-hmm. under the sand. So what they do, they decide to dig up the sand and like start just, and they find like, what was that? Like a buried uh, warehouse or something that was buried underneath the sand that they ended up going into. And just, and that's, you know, obviously where they do show the monster at the end, which definitely looked like something from John Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah, it, it seems it's resembled a worm like Venus fly trap. Um, I do appreciate that they, what they did was really smart with this movie is they just used the sand as quicksand. Yes. And they didn't try to show anything. They probably, A, didn't have the money for it, but they focused more on the relationships. They focused more on Hoagie and his girlfriend coming back or ex-girlfriend, his current girlfriend being killed, finding out that his ex-girlfriend got divorced from her husband, the two of them starting to hook up, you know, their relationship building, even the couple that part ways from singing their song. Uh, like there's, there's a lot of relationships in this. And I think that was really smart. You focused more on being upset when people died than the sensation of having a creature. And I feel like that's the power when you don't have the budget or the CGI as a way to show things, you have to focus on other things. This is actually quite a good movie for 1981. Like, yeah, like I actually quite enjoy it. Yeah, I'm. I was surprised because like I watched it like a little while ago for the first time, like before this episode, and thought it was okay. And the second time around, I liked it a little more. Um, I think it's also because I watched a much cleaner version of it. Like before, it was kind of just like really grainy and yeah, it is not a little the best bit quality. Yeah, uh, the I did watch this though, and the full video is on YouTube, so you can watch it there, and like it's in just really good picture quality. But uh. Yeah, like I really did enjoy this. I like the fact that they, you know, you once again, it's one of those films that uses its but uses its budget wisely. Does not show a big monster reveal till the very end, and you only get like a couple seconds of seeing what this thing looks like. And it's just because they didn't have the money to do it, so why try? And what they gave us instead works out so much better because it leaves it much more of a mystery of what the hell is this thing? What could it be? Yeah, and I will actually credit, I think it's Dave C who said this. We're talking about Dave C a lot today. Like, Dave, you must be feeling, like, beloved. Um, but he said something once about, like, older, newer films not having songs that are memorable. And I think for the most part, with the exception of Jordan Peele's song, uh, song, uh, movie Us, where I'm like, you got five on it. Right. 
Nah, nah. Or like Candyman coming out and saying my name's in that, um, and the reversion that they've done it, or the re or the readaptation of that song. Generally speaking, though, the eighties were very good at giving you music and building character. Yeah, like there's not like even if we think of John Carpenter's Halloween, the kills aren't over sensationalized, but nah. you care about what happens to the people, so it hits you more. Yep, and the music during that is what right? makes it so effective. And I found with Blood Beach, not only did it use that song, which is obviously caught in my head now because I sing it, but it made me, they used also the music to get people to 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 show a relationship between two people. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, we're surveying the beach and you hear that creepy like music, you know it's not over. You see all yeah. these people on the beach and you see some sinkholes, you see some kid go missing. So you don't really see him go missing. You see him and then he's gone. You see the panic of the parent trying to find them. Mm-hmm. And I thought that it was a, a very good environmental film. Like it just like shit that happens on the beach and shit that we don't understand. But I think I'm beginning to have more of that appreciation of why people do say they love, you know, 80s horror movies. I am still very much an, an advocate of all generations of horror movies, but I'm beginning to understand that there were certain movies in the 80s that just did certain things well. And they built relationships well, they used um, music well, and what they could not do, or could not afford to do, or were concerned about being censored when it came to kills or whatnot, they could do with other things, Uh, building up suspense, building up the relationships, you know, giving you a reason to care. And I think that Blood Beach does a really good job of that. Yeah, I completely agree. Like, this is probably like, uh, probably like my... uh, Yeah, so this is the second time I watched it, and this is like uh, right up there with the other film that we'll be talking about here shortly. That I wasn't sure how I felt about it the first time, but rewatching mm. it, they both have very similar themes to them, and uh, there's a reason for that that we'll get to when we get to that movie. But well, yeah, I think I, we can get to it now whenever you're ready. Well, no, that that's uh, the third movie that we'll be talking about. Oh, I thought you were talking about the next one. Okay. But the next one's Sorry. no, but we can jump into the next one. Speaking of music that stuck get stuck in your head going on a fall, fall break. break we're gonna fall have break. A, gonna have a good time. good time gonna have a good time we're going on a fall break fall, fall break, break. Fall <laughs> like we were literally snapping and this is where we should have video because scott and i were dancing to that song yeah so this was originally called fall break did you yep. know that yes i did yeah Get yeah, that. I'll say, did you know that from the song, Scott? Did you know that? Like, uh, I know some kind of fucking horror trivia right now. Honestly. Well, no, I actually own the Blu-ray of the Mutilator because we're talking about the Mutilator, nineteen eighty-five. Yeah, and sorry, then, do the intro to the movie. Yeah, so yeah, the Mutilator released January of nineteen eighty-five. Ed, a teenager, brings his friends to his father's condominium to spend their fall break. Little does he know fall that break. his deranged father is waiting to seek revenge for a long ago death of his wife. <laughs> Such a silly plot, but yes, uh. I owned the Blu-ray of this and watched it a, quite a few times, and that's where I knew it was Fall Break because even the credits, like on the Blu-ray, came up as Fall Break, mm-hmm. and like, and, but yeah, then the, then you just get this super just cheesy but catchy ass song that just never leaves your brain. Like, I posted just those three lines from the song on Facebook, and everyone instantly got it and was typing like, and then everybody the left our group. Yep. 
<laughs> now we have zero members on Facebook. Now no one loves us. Now no one, no one loves you. You ruined oh, it. Oh. oh. Gary's like, there's, there's how they're bullying Scott again. There she is. <laughs> um, I really dug this movie. I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about it. I've always avoided it because I thought it looked stupid. It's, you know what, I, um, Lucas made a very good point. Uh, he kind of brought up his thoughts on this that it wasn't our one of our one of our fans or fans one of our I don't know he's just part of our he's one of our listeners one of our listeners fans yeah. <laughs> that's a pretty bold statement to make Heather I mean um, Spoke Show does have fans though right but he made a point that I could see why people couldn't get into this because it is slow and the acting is is not as good as Blood Beach I'll be honest Blood Beach had way better but then you got John, John Saxon and David Huffman like you got some you know fucking premium name actors in that movie yeah. it like comparably to like this movie right um the beginning of this I was like oh okay so he accidentally shoots his mom clean the gun and I guess like what 10 years are supposed to have gone by I'm trying to figure out the amount of time yeah I think it's got to be like well I'd say probably like more than that because I think they're all college age at this point and the kid was only so, like, like 12 eight. years yeah like 12, 13 years go by or something like that. And that's when his father decides it's time right. for revenge. So this is the thing that I'm like, his dad like clothed him, took care of him, took him up to the cottage or this lake house, did all this shit with him. And then was like, I'm just going to fucking wait till I tell him to close that fucking lake house one day. And I'm going to go out there and I'm going to fucking kill him. Once, like once he heard, once he turns 20 years old, his ass is great. Right? Like, it was like he had a set time. And it's like, that's the only part about the story that I think is kind of stupid is that his dad's in his life. It would have made more sense if they just went out to a lake house and his dad stalked them and found yes. out they were there. Um, I don't know why they wrote in that it was his lake house and that his dad, like, anyway. Well, they, I think the reason they wanted, they wrote him in as his lake house is because if not, you wouldn't have the awesome, like, things of, hey, uh, what's that picture over there that's framed? Oh, this is a picture that my dad took of a guy that he kill, uh, killed during a boating accident. And the dude's, like, showing his intestines all ripped open and it's all framed in a nice picture. And their friends are going, oh, neat. Put it back. Let's let's continue partying in this beach house. No oh, reason yeah. to think there's a psychopath that lives in this house. <laughs> and no reason. Like, let's, you know what we should go do? Bang in the garage. Yes. Let's go bang in the garage. Of all places, that's the sexiest place to bang. That is the sexiest place to go out to. But I will say I do enjoy kind of like the opening scene. If they're all talking about what they're going to do and he gets a call from his dad. is like, I have to go close the, the lake house. And they're all like, we should go together. And then you get that song going on a fall break, break. <laughs> football anyway um i do i do think the setup is nice that they're right on the beach you do get the idea that it's like late fall so you're not going to go swimming but you're down by the ocean down by the water i i do think they set that up rather nicely i think the couples yeah. are all very affable like you you like everybody that's there the six couples that go they're they're all likable people. They're not the best actors in the entire planet, but they're they're likable, and, and that they're, matters. And they're right? enjoyable to watch. They're some yeah. of them are like, the, especially the son is just definitely a very oddball character. But I like just with some of the things that he says. But like, yeah, like every one of the characters are just fun. Like that's the thing I like about this movie is it's a ridiculous movie, but the characters make it fun because yeah, it is slow. There's not a lot happening, but like you said, a lot of eighty slashers are really slow. Like they it, are and the killing doesn't usually happen to like the third act and but yeah like this was slow but like once again as long as you have entertaining characters and i thought these characters were quite entertaining i enjoyed them i enjoyed the couple dynamic like the couple that wants to bang all the time and 
you know, they make the meals and stuff like that. And they have this like routine of who's going to clean up what night. And you can really get the idea that they are friends. They play some board games. Like they do stuff yeah. that all stuff you would do at a, at a cottage or like a lake house. Well, and the, I do like the fact that they decide at their age, hey, let's go play hide and seek. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, but it is fun the, the way they yeah. structure the game. Like it is like the shit they do is fun. And when even when they're all walking on the beach in a big group and they're trying to find their other friends who have gone off to that pool to, to bang, which yet again would happen. Like I could yeah. see myself doing that and going off to the pool and hooking up and you don't think anything's going to happen to you. Like I think this movie does do a really good job of building it and there's a lot of throws to uh night of the living dead i'm going to get you i'm going oh, to yeah. get you right <laughs> like there's some really cute like tie-ins to other horror movies that i did enjoy um and of course you got the girl who's like oh no we can't have sex yet even though we're at this cottage or this lake house i'd be like so how many times are going to bang this weekend right it better be a lot Oh That's no, why we I can't have there. sex. Oh no, we can't have sex while we're at this cottage. Oh no, I guess you're not having sex at this cottage. That's not stopping me. See ya. That's really funny, Scott. That's really good. Um, but yeah, I, I just feel like the setup was was really well done. Like you get the you get the idea that they've gone away for this beach location. It's dark out at night. Uh, the kills are are good. The pool probably was my favorite scene. I enjoyed Ooh. that scene. Probably one of the more vicious kills in a slasher in quite some time was the f- giant fish hook kill with the woman. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. Like, it talk about a like bit of the willies, right? Talk about like you know I don't have a vagina, but I know that's painful, and you would be bleeding out. Oh yeah, it would be fucking horrible, right? Yeah. Um, I even like how like the poor police officer gets decapitated, right? And like, you know, it's just like everybody is it's like gets killed off except for the two main characters, which is Ed and Pam. And then Ed finds out that it's his dad. He's like, "That's my dad." Right? <laughs> yeah, that's just the way. That's my dad. And then it kind of just cuts to the end. <laughs> And then they think that they killed him, but they get into the car and the car won't start and she's flooding the engine. And you still get this vibe that they really are at this isolated island town. They really have nowhere else to go. They can't really get away from anybody. And the cops kind of slowly show up, but the dad gets up and still kind of goes back for that one last kill. Uh, great 80s shit, man. Like really, yeah. really great 80s shit. I, as I said, I like the pool scene. I like when the couple goes swimming and she gets killed in the pool and he gets out like not knowing where she is and then follows the clothes like all right it's getting warmer it's getting better i like this like i just think it's really really charming uh a charming little beach house film i still don't get the mutilator name i still like i think fall break would have been good yeah i I don't know why they went back and forth with the names do you know why i'm not sure either like i think just maybe the mutilator sold the film on the vhs like because you know this is this is one of those you know like vod style but back in the day straight to vhs and it would sell it by the cup by the cover and the mutilator probably just the title itself probably just popped out better for people to want to grab it i do however love the tagline to this by hook by hook by axe by bye it is good tagline it is that'd be a great trivia question yeah i thought that was i love that tagline like ever since i've seen it like on the when i got the blu-ray i just it just stuck with my head it's epic yeah this was a great little like these two 80s films were awesome for going to the beach getting away with your friends and then shit going down 
one's a slasher, one's like a creature feature, but man, good little, good little 80 films that really represent the, the good times of going to the beach with your friends and, you know, just getting away on a fall break or, you know, living in a seaside town, just trying to make it with your, your loved one that you sing karaoke <laughs> with every Saturday night at the bar. But then we jump ahead to the late 2000s and like 2015. Um, yeah. And, and this is and well, and this one is why I was talking about uh, definitely uh, along the lines of Blood Beach, because The Sands, released August 28th, 2015, is an homage to Blood Beach. I actually looked this up and, yep, they were inspired by the, the movie Blood Beach. By you the don't whole, say. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you watch the movie, you can tell. But a group of teenagers find a mysterious egg on a beach. It was more a party of teenagers finds a mysterious egg on the beach. And it hatches uh, the next day and turns into a terrifying monster. Um, This one is definitely uh, one thing I will say right off the bat. This suffers horribly from very poor CGI and showing, trying to show too much. It's a shame that they did that because the acting in this actually isn't that bad. No, I'll say like, I actually enjoyed all the characters in this. Like even the asshole characters, they were like believable. Yeah. And like they actually, you know, build up a little bit of the drama between the main character and the ex-boyfriend. And yep. like they set that all up perfectly. And like the beginning, they set it up with how they're all just like basically on spring break partying on this beach like you and would. It starts off like found footage, right? So yeah. someone's videotaping or video recording this party. Uh, they're all just partying on the beach, as you said. And then they find this like weird fucking looking egg thing. And they, I think they basically open it. Yeah, it's either, no, I think they end up putting it on the fire, and that's that's what what makes it hatch. Right, 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 right. And uh, they wake up the next day all fucking hungover. The one guy's in a barrel. The other people are passed out in the car. Uh, The other two are in the lifeguard stand. Yep, and then Um, everyone else on the beach is just mysteriously gone, gone, but all their stuff is still there. Right, and then they put it together that everybody's gone. They're just super hungover at first. It's it's really, really cool. Like you you don't think anything's wrong at first until the first guy gets up. Is it the guy or the girl that gets up first? Uh, it's the, uh, the girl that the, once again just wanted to show some TNA, a topless girl on the picnic table. She gets up and puts her feet in the sand and then all of a sudden she just can't move. Right. Right. And then she puts her hand in there, once again, can't move and she's stuck in that position. But they pan over to the other guy who wants to go help her, who trips and falls. They show what happens to him, but they never go back to show what happened to her. You just assume she's gone. You just assume that, yeah, that's true. That's true. You assume that she got eaten, but you do see his face being eaten. Yeah, I was going to say, like, even with, like, the bad CGI, that's still... I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. I thought that was more practical special effects that they did there. Uh, It looked looked like they might have had some practical there, but it was still a lot of CGI with the way, like, because you see his whole the face little, basically like, just this eye falling out and everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, it definitely had some, yeah. And I think their reactions were good if that was just CGI, by the way. I think they did pretty good for pretending that their face was falling off. Like, these were obviously B-listed actors. Yeah. You know, when your biggest name is Jamie Kennedy, as much as I like Jamie Kennedy, <laughs> yeah. let's be real here, right? Oof. So, like... In, in this character, we'll get to that. <laughs> who was in there for, like, 15 seconds. But um, it was... I, I like the setup of it. Once they figure out when the one, you know, when the dude and the chick die and they're like, holy fuck, we can't touch the sand. Slenderman's behind you. Watch out. I um, <laughs> um, so it's... Yeah, like, 
this movie, unlike the other movies we've seen, like Blood Beach was on the sand for a lot of it. I would say The Mutilator and our last film were more similar. Um, But this really is like, you don't get a break from the beach. It is the one set that they are on for the entire film. Yep. Like they are literally in this one one setting the whole time they don't leave that setting and like it's i like it because uh like like you said like the acting is good like uh one of the other things i like about this is this is where it's like an homage to obviously blood beach with the creature in the sand but it's Mm -hmm. also i feel an homage to tremors because they can't touch the sand like like if they step on the ground they're fucked basically and so they are forced to be in these spots like either straight out in the sun being baked alive and not having any water to like hydrate themselves or to protect themselves from the sun you have the poor guy that's shoved in the trash can like the barrel because he was drunk passed out he was annoying but his panic was believable yes like i felt so bad for him because yeah he's literally like he's a much larger guy shoved in this metal trash can and was passed out overnight and stuck in there that has to have hurt being just shoved in that thing and then i would assume then you're being baked on top of that because you're out in the open sun and the barrel is metal so that's getting hot as well and he can't turn around and see what's going on because he's stuck in one position so he can only turn so far like i I honestly felt bad for that guy. Like, you know, this was my second watch. I watched this um, yep, same. right before. And I honestly enjoy this film. I think for yeah. a beach horror film, I know it's a 2015. I don't think the character development is as deep as like the 1980s films. Like when we no. say character development, like you meet the characters right away and you're developing as the story's going. Where in an 80s film, you develop the relationships and then the horror really takes place. You might have a couple things that happen here or there, but the real kid and caboodle, as you said, happens in the third act this yeah. you have shit happening right away but it was you you are kind of feeling their relationships and their stress you know and you do have like obviously they'd be super dehydrated by this point like they put on sunscreen and throw it to each other and stuff like you know you gotta suspend disbelief a little bit too like obviously yeah, i think the only way they, they'd be dead right but yeah because i think the only thing that they ended up getting to hydrate themselves was a couple cans of pop yeah yeah and that's like not that gonna hydrate just, that's gonna dehydrate you more than right anything. but and you just kind of go you write that off as movie but they figure out if you're you cover your feet so then jamie kennedy shows up in the truck and they're yelling oh. at him to not get out of it now before we lead to that part what I really appreciated, there was a beautiful blonde woman um, in a very beautiful bikini. She was obviously, I'm assuming she's a model. I think they all are models in this. Yeah, because um, they're all good looking. All good looking people. people, right? But she gets, she tries to, like, she's the one that's figuring shit out. Did you notice that? Yeah. She would be the one being like, no, that doesn't make sense. Biology wise, blah, 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 blah. And I'm glad they made her that character. Like, I'm glad that she wasn't wearing a lot. So she looked beautiful. She was, she looked great. Nice body. But she also like came up with shit yeah like she was also trying to solve the problem she's like i don't know what to do guys i'm so dumb like they didn't do that stereotype with her she was like no we need to like like no one was stupid everyone was trying to figure out how to solve the problem right and like uh like even the uh like the ex-boyfriend or whatever like i loved his idea where he's like well he was a surfer they have the surfboards which i thought was cool that they showed this creature has a level of intelligence to it because like we were saying with a lot of these characters they all were not dum-dums they were no they were pretty smart yeah and he figured out like you know i'm going to put the surfboards that are on the back of this car in the sand and try to walk across to get to this bag of supplies by the picnic table and like you know it i like how he was doing that unfortunately for him this is when we find out that this creature or whatever it is 
is smart and is actually trying to take away the surfboard from underneath his feet. Yeah, it knocks him down. And he gets that on his stomach. Yeah, he gets literally just stung almost like a jellyfish. Now, that like was it, practical, wasn't it? I think that one was a mix, but I think that okay. one definitely, because it looked like it looked like it was a prosthetic on his stomach. Yeah. I think okay. when it burst, it was like the CGI. But yeah, but where when it, it was just there, it looked practical, right? Yeah. And it actually looked good okay. even with the CGI. Yeah. Though, like, because I think it's just, it was a simple effect. With some of the it, other stuff they try to show, they when they try to do show too much of an extravagant effect. I agree. Like even the sand, like the little antennacles reaching up from the sand. Uh, Jamie Kennedy, anyway, Jenny Kennedy shows oh God, up and he's yes. all like, you know, you guys on the marijuana? You guys. <laughs> doing the smoky smoky like it's his lyrics i will give jamie credit you know jamie kennedy credit he does deliver shit well he does you know, he did come across as an asshole cop um yet again he's only reading what's written for him let's be clear here right so you know it's you know and then he bends down to pick up his keys and he gets like pepper spray and then it like rips his arm off which is where you get the really cheesy cgi but yeah um, I thought I'm, he was going to be in a lot more for like, but he was literally in it for five minutes. Yeah. And, uh, this is uh, the part that always just like for the second time watching it just threw me off. Cause there is no real hint of comedy throughout this movie until yeah. he shows up. And then it's just like, yeah. it just felt unnecessary to be comedic in that scene. But I, I think once again, it was, it was just writing. the, yeah, it was the writing that he was yeah. given. Unfortunately, they're probably like, Hey, Jamie Kennedy is a comedian. Let's give him some funny lines. Right. Like that's totally like, all right, let's have this goofy uh, beach patrol man show up and have some really silly lines that he's going to give. And then it kind of goes back to being serious. Right. And, but yeah, it's, it's, it's true. And like, they have the whole drama, like the one girl punches the other girl about making out with her boyfriend, even though she like hung out with that Mitch guy in the tower all night, who I thought was going to be the final guy. Yeah, I was like, shocked when he dies. Like I was going to say, like, I was shocked that yeah, like, cause that just showed no one was safe. Yeah. Yeah. Like, right. Cause he got taken out like, and he was taken out fast. Like he and was it was unexpected. Pretty early on. Um, you feel bad for the guy that's in the, oh, the Gilbert, eventually he gets like Ethan through the barrel and he dies and he's done, but they keep on cheering on each other as they're trying to like get to the beach pearl car. And that's where we start to see the creature towards the end. And Jonah is like slowly dying. All of a sudden the chick that was like, you can do it, baby. I believe in you. is like, oh no, it's cool. You're back with your ex now in the series of like 15 (laughs) minutes that we've been dealing with the situation. All right. I'm cool with that. But you know what, that aside, I thought that it was really entertaining. The creature effects at the end were very much like a TV horror movie. Yeah, I was going to say, like, those, those ones didn't look bad. They looked... Well, they kept it dark, that's why. Yeah, too, they kept right? it dark, and, like, I, it almost reminded me of, like, sci-fi TV style. Yes. Like, but, like, it didn't look bad there. Like, the, it's just, like, some of the effects were just painful to watch, like, how bad it looked. But, like, when they show, like, the big reveal that it's these giant tentacles coming out and, like trying to slam the car like that didn't look too bad like, yeah it, i would agree it, um but i do like that you realize this and this thing is huge because yeah it pans out and it just shows the ocean like shows the beach and the ocean and you see the beast swimming through the ocean going towards another beach and this thing's monstrous well it's going towards coney island i think it's supposed oh to yeah be it was coney island, island, wasn't right? it? yeah yeah um which i thought was a nice little touch to it like yeah. it's heading there and gonna like fuck people up on Coney Island. 
Yeah, and I like because yeah, like uh, and this one is definitely probably the well, this one in the second the second movie definitely focused a lot more on the beach. Like yes, the settings yes. were like right there, like even more than the other two. It was but, very much a beach film. Yeah, yeah, right? it was, and all these are like, and I think all except for Mutilator were all during like summertime. I I really did enjoy this film. You know, it is a TV lower budget type of movie, but I really liked it. I really yeah. found it enjoyable to sit through, to be honest. Yeah, like I'm like I will complain about the CGI and like just make fun of how bad it looks, but the idea behind it and the way that these actors are playing off of this mm-hmm. make this an entertaining movie. Like that I would recommend someone watching I'll just be like, give you a heads up. This is some awful CGI, but it's still a fun movie. But it's 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 totally worth the watch, right? It's yeah. it's it's easy, it's palatable, it's fun. Um, yeah, I definitely, I really enjoyed it. I'm really glad we checked this one out. And then I guess there was one. Yep. And then there was one. Uh, this one is The Beach House, which was released October 22nd, 2020. Emily and her boyfriend, Randall, have been in a difficult relationship for some time, which is why the couple decides to take a... Uh, take a short vacation at Randall's father's beach house. However, the break soon turns into a real struggle for survival. Um, this one we ended up watching together last year, like when we used to do our movie nights together. Yeah, we and, did um, watch it together. You're right. And I remember I enjoyed it more than you did because I kind of liked the whole struggled relationship situation where I don't, I think that was where you didn't really care if I remember yep. correctly. Yep. Um, but yeah, I rewatching it now. Like I'm, I think I'm about the same as I was last year. Like I still enjoy it. I still find it a fun watch because it does have like uh, some very Lovecraftian inspired type horror to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like the I like, and it's just a kind of a unique story where it's just that you know they show up to the uncle's house or his father's house, and uh, there's an older couple there that they didn't know was there, and they just like I like the dy- dynamic between the two. Though they didn't, like, I wish they would have, like, focused on them as a group more, but the elderly couple kind of get taken out of the picture pretty early on. They they do, and I think what I did enjoy about this film, when we look at, like, the lake house kind of effect, right, like, the, that and the mutilator, they did a good job of, you know, giving the simulation of you're going to the lake house, you get there, it's this beautiful view of the beach, this lake house is gorgeous, it's big enough yeah. that you can have multiple people there and not realize that other people are there right um i do enjoy like even the white walls like i like the little like the finishing touches of it like the white walls and you know the blues and and the background and like the pictures on the wall like all of this said very much this is a beach house yeah like you know that there's these these you know cottages very fancy cottages that just have those you know cascading stairs down to the beach and it had all of that there. So even though we get don't get tons of time on the beach, uh, we do get the whole atmosphere of being at the beach. Yes. Right? Where the stands, it was kind of like, we're, on, we're at the beach, we're at the beach the entire time, all you're seeing is the beach. Uh, this one was more like, well, you know the water's there, but we're giving you the whole experience of going to a lake house. Yep, exactly. And um, I, li- I like that a lot because that watching this movie i'm going man i wish i knew someone that had a lake house like that <laughs> i do know someone that has a lake house of like course that. you do yeah <laughs> <laughs> of course you do i went to it a couple of years ago i don't think 
but they rent it out now because they make mad cash, especially oh, after COVID nineteen, right? So I can imagine they would. <laughs> they do. They make mad mad cash. The lake isn't as nice though. It's not on like an ocean. It's just on a regular lake, lake, right? Oh, okay. Clear. It's but not still. that nice, right? But still. So, um, but yeah, I I do enjoy the foot horror in this in extent. I can't oh, watch it because it's so uncomfortable. So I guess I'm jumping ahead. You know, so we have the whole relationship building. This movie does do a lot of that. Uh, the couple has issues. They're befriending this older couple, yada, 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 yada. They all do like edibles. They do too much. And then there's some, you know, they talk about organisms growing and obviously there's something coming out of the water yep. and there's something infecting them and making them sick. And you see the slow descent into madness, the woman, the older woman changes, etc. I do enjoy the part where they go down to the beach and the one guy gets rumbly tum tum and has to peace because that always happens to someone at the beach. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, uh, go ahead. and yeah, I liked the just just the the during that, like shortly after that scene when he goes running off, like in the uh, miles, I think it was like the professor shows back up out of nowhere and just like how he's just talking very weirdly and like distant and then he's just like all right i'm gonna go for a swim and you just watch him just walk out into the middle of the ocean and then just gone and he disappears right it's so just that's just so creepy to me just watching that well yeah and and then she's stepping back from the water yelling for him and then she gets that shit on her foot which even stimulates if you get shit in your foot on the beach right like the idea that you could be walking on the beach and step on something and it's gooey and gross like sometime algae or seaweed but this takes or even like jellyfish or jellyfish this takes it like and even as i'm talking about this foot horror it makes my foot hurt and it makes me burst out like the foot horror and that practical effect is pretty fucking awesome yeah because when she steps on this thing it's it's like a monstrous jellyfish in a way yeah but when she steps on it it like instantly like a parasite is like hooked to her foot and already burrowed inside right and And then she has to get it out oh my god yeah and when it goes to the point where she's trying to pull it out of her god (laughs) Oh my! It's even hard to talk about. Yeah, like <laughs> that scene alone just makes right? me like, oh, just I twitch every time just even thinking about that scene. Uh, and then, right. like, it showed like, and that's where I was like, okay, what the fuck is going on with this movie? And then, like, yeah, that's when these people that are changing are kind of changed into these almost like blind zombie-like monsters that yes. you find out later are just kind of like featureless, featureless monsters as they continue just like changing. And yeah. I don't know what they're supposed to be, but it's kind of what I like about this film is that it's... Oh, it's very Lovecraftian, isn't it? This is more Lovecraft, right? Oh, it definitely has a Lovecraft feel to it. Okay. And like, yeah, it's just like some like... And it's all about these microorganisms that are floating in mm-hmm. the air that are just like infecting everybody because you're breathing it in and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And I like that because they even go to when they find another beach house that's abandoned, they get inside and they turn the TV on and it's just an emergency channel thing saying like pretty much this town stay indoors, lock, lock down. Like it's mm-hmm. affecting the whole town, not just this area. And you which, see the suffocation of like the, her and him and her finding those other people that are fucked up. Like it does isolation horror at this beach community very well. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, even when they're on the beach, like it just feels like they're isolated. Cause she's looking around going, there's nobody out here. This is weird. Nobody. And it's it is silent. weird. Right. And I think that it does show, it reminded me very much of like a very exclusive Island area and you only have a handful of people there and you have to drive 30 minutes in to get to a grocery store and it was it was just very good at creating that isolation and that horror element of it as well as with the you know the foot horror and shit like that was really cool too 
Um, yeah. The ending where she gets washed away by the water, I think is a great ending of don't be afraid, don't be afraid. And it does tie back into what she was talking about earlier at dinner and organisms and not knowing everything that exists on this planet. And it was, it was a very good environmental beach house movie, right? Like we, yeah. we have so many different movies here. We have, you know, one that is alien based, which I would say the sands is another yeah. that is blood beach could have been alien based it could have been environmentally based we don't really know and then the yeah, movie later is just a, nice a slasher mix. yeah right um and then this one's definitely environmental like based horror for sure yeah um yeah like it was really it was really cool and really well done and it even talked like i know we're kind of rewinding here but when randall says oh maybe we could move here and stay here it even pulled into the fantasy of wanting to live at your beach house all the time Right, exactly. Like, cause yeah, like there's like that. I get that feeling when I go to the cabin in the UP. It's like I could just live here and stay here, but I'm thinking I'm going. I would go insane. Like I would be. It's nice, but I would go insane. Right, you probably would. I you would probably have fun for the first little bit, but I think to live up in those communities is is exhausting. Right, at the same time, like you have to like being on your own and that being your thing. So yeah, exactly. Uh, But yeah, then it's just that that isolation would be too much for me after a while. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, anything else we want to add to the beach? Um, nothing that I can think of except for like I do love these beach horror films. Like they are, they do bring in like that just feeling of summer. Yeah, they really do, and I do enjoy the relationships that we see in all of these films and yes. how that kind of you know, the beach is a perfect setting because when you do go to the beach, you think about going with your family or friends or your lake house. And that's where you make memories and all that kind of stuff, or you're hanging out with your friends and having a party on the beach or every day, your guys are going down to the beach and hanging out like they do in blood beach. That's where you build those relationships it, and those fun times, quote unquote. And I think these horror movies capitalized on that. They also capitalized on the idea of that being a social outing and fear that can happen when, when you go to the beach. So cheers to these movies because I think they really have captured the relationship piece and your worst case scenario piece. Yes, exactly. And cheers for these movies because this makes me want to go to the beach even more now. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Now you're all like, I want shit in my foot. I want right? to see I, if my dad wanna... will get revenge on me 15 years later. Oh man, wouldn't that be the best? Right? Like, man, I, I want Heather to get stuck in a barrel and yell at me the entire time. <laughs> you would I, be the, well, you would be the one sticking me in the barrel. I, I hope I would be the chick that like gets her fingers in the fucking trunk because at least I show my boobies and trying to think about what I needed to do next. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because she was pretty intuitive. I got to say, she actually had a pretty good idea. She did. Um, right. So good movies, fun movies, all fun watches, all recommends, you yep. know, I think that you'll have a good time with these if you're looking for some beach horror. Absolutely agree, 100%. So, Scotty, what are some beach movies that you, your favorite movie, or do you have a couple? Uh, yes, because, yeah, this is, uh, obviously, there's always going to be the big, 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 well-known one, and that's Jaws. Jaws oh, yeah, is a fantastic sure. one. But I went with something a little bit different because, you know, everyone loves Jaws and blah, blah, blah. I wanted to talk about Piranha 3D. That's a fun movie. I freaking love this movie. It is so just, it's what a remake should be. Just like they take the original story and they just ramp it up even more. And I just love it because this one is definitely like one of those, 
beach boat parties where it's just like a, a bunch of people on boats like next to each other partying it up literally spring oh, yeah. break style party yeah yeah i mean and obviously they have uh what was it uh, jerry o'connell playing like basically the dude from uh that records girls gone wild oh yes yes <laughs> and Which being the complete awesome. douchebag like that guy is in real life awesome <laughs> and, uh, awesome but man like this one is also chock full of cgi with the fish but mm-hmm. I, f- when the when the attack on the beach happens, holy shit! Is it just like a gore fest? Like so much violence happens in such a short amount of time. But like the amounts of practical effects that were used along with CGI is freaking incredible. And mm-hmm. I went to see this in theater in 3D. Oh, nice! It was so much fun. That was such a fun experience and once again it's one of those movies that's just like oh, this just feels like summer i watched i always try watching this during the summer because it just has that summer feel to it and makes me want to be like i wish i could party like that and just oh, without, man, the, totally, without right? the killer piranhas <laughs> <laughs> or maybe with the killer piranhas maybe with the, yeah maybe <laughs> but yeah that was the one i wanted to bring to the table because it's just a super fun movie like if there's someone that hasn't seen this yet i highly recommend it because it doesn't take itself seriously mm-hmm. but it's also just like an awesome homage to a lot of horror and it's just super yeah. violent i couldn't agree more i i really dig that movie i like movies like this i like when they're fluffy and fun mine's gonna be aqua slash uh nice. 2020 i love aqua slash i think that movie is fucking hilarious that it's, movie is so much fun it's a b film all the way and yes it takes place at a water park but there's also a beach so it's all just water themed and they have this crazy scene with the water slide at the end because oh, that's man. what you're watching it for um that one and i wanted to also give a shout out to the shallows with blake lively oh I yeah think that did a great job of beach horror as well just a little bit different right like that yeah. one i think took itself more seriously but it does definitely majority of it is on the beach like the whole thing is she gets there and she's trying to survive being on this beach. It's very similar to the sands in the sense that it's in one location. Yep. And it's also, and that also kind of covers like another style of a uh, beach where it's like, she found a secluded beach to do this at. Yes. It's, like there's those two other surfer dudes there, but like. Yeah. But it's not like big party central beach, like huge no. public beach. Like it's like just kind of a little thing off to the side that you may go visit. And I, I dig that one, but man, I got to watch Aqua Slash again because I, fucking love that movie we need to we need to do a water we need to do a water water park one yeah because we could do piranha three double d we could we absolutely could Um, i bet there's enough we could probably cover a topic like that we could probably find some other ones that have like even if it's like a resort maybe we could tie in like club dread or something like that right? right like you know see what we can do we can be flexible with our themes we'll see what the boss says oh wait that's us so yeah that's we can, right we, we the boss we can be as flexible as we want so i am very flexible in oh yeah you are <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah like these beach movies are just so like that's what you feel summer's coming like the camp theme movies as well like sleepaway yep. camp and the burning and other stuff like that like you just totally dive you know headfirst into this and you just have such a good time with them absolutely agree it's like it's just it brings that feeling of the season it really does it really does our our next episode we will be talking more about was it lakes 
What are we doing? Yep. Lake houses and lakes, just in general, because like you know, not everybody can get to like a really nice like tropical beach or anything like that. But some can find like just a house that's next to a lake and just enjoy their vacation. So we're gonna talk about or it could like be that. like the last house on the left, and you get fucked up. That's by true. The lake. That's very true. Right. So and then we'll be doing our top eighties horror slashers, uh, yes. top five horror slashers from the eighties, which is gonna be tough. Like yeah, that's there are a lot better. of good ones. There is. There's a lot of good ones. And then there's a lot of ones that people like maybe don't think are good. Like I love Final Exam. I think that shit's hilarious. And the yep, one of same. Fatal Games. I think that one's really funny oh, too. Oh, Fatal Games. Oh my like, God. I just really enjoy some of these 80s slashers and they're just fucking epic. Like they're easy to watch. And, and for some of them, yeah, they kind of all like jumped off of each other. We just did a review of Cheerleader Camp. On oh, the yep. uh, Summerlady Massacre. <laughs> like, that movie's so cheesy. Oh, know, it's it fun, is. It's fun, though. It's fun. It's, um, well, it is a fun slasher. Like, I have fun right? with that, but it's, I, it's really cheesy. Like, do it again. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> and, the, <laughs> and what was it? The uh, rap breakdown that they do in the middle of the... <laughs> yes. Yes. And, like, the, uh, the uh, mascot uh break dancing now yes. i only gave it a 2.5 out of 5 i probably uh, i probably float between a 2.5 and a 3 yep, that's about where i'm at right it. like it's it's you know it is what it is right um it is missing some good writing it is missing some like clarity with the plot and some other shit that to make you care uh you care about you know the mascot character but not a lot of other people so right. anyway if anyone's interested in listening to us talk about that, that episode will be dropping soon on the Slumber Party Massacre. Um, it's very summery as well. Uh, and Scott, you have a controllers up, cards down. I say Scott because I am taking a break from this episode. So, yeah, um, she's too good for us. Yeah, I'm getting drunk. That's why I won't be on that episode. <laughs> Uh, but Scott will Scott will be making sure that everything goes well. Yep, uh, I think this will be episode five, and I believe we will have two guests on this episode. Oh. I will I will keep it a secret for now. So Scott's having a threesome on the next yeah. controllers up, cards down. Scott's like, treat yeah, me, I am. Treat me like a Chinese finger trap. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, Scotty, you're too much. You're too much. You know, I think we should talk talk to the hot babe that you're talking to online and let her know be like hey hot babe i need to let you know <laughs> scotty's a weirdo and napoleon dynamite is the best i've been at home all day talking to hot babes online <laughs> i wish you could cover that movie because it's really funny napoleon yeah, maybe, dynamite. I would, maybe i would actually like it more oh yeah you don't like it do you no i don't about that I've only watched it once and was not a fan of it, but that was a long time ago. So, you know, taste change. You know change. what movie I watched the first time and I hated was Elf with Will Ferrell. Like I fucking hated it. I and still... then I watched it the second time and like, <laughs> he lights up all those elevator keys. I don't know what happened, but I thought that was so funny. And like, I just, I guess it depends on the mood you're in on any given day. It right? really does, especially with comedy. And yeah, I have to say with Elf, I'm still trying to like that movie. I've... Yeah, you're not a fan? Not a fan of that one still like i respect it i'll watch it every once in a while because it's christmasy but mm. like it's not something that i go to a lot yeah like that happens right it's just like when i think i was talking to you about homeward bound on one of our calls on, oh yeah like, how I was like, <laughs> a kid i thought that movie was a shit and then i watched it as an adult i'm like this is fucking painful yeah like oh my god how the fuck am i gonna get through this movie i'm also watching by the way all the jason movies from five to uh jason x i watched jason goes to hell for the first time in like years like i'm talking probably 15 years 
uh yeah it was an interesting concept i feel like it was too ahead of its time i'll say do you like it more because i remember you did not like it at all um i do find parts of it boring Mm -hmm. but i can say i appreciate the concept more yep i'll say it because yeah it's one that i will champion as like it's not a friday the 13th film but it's fun yeah it is it is fun i do like that jason is in all of us at all the time uh i do like some of the special effects i (laughs) i do like the the, you're not going to hurt that little sugar plum or whatever it is or (laughs) the line that the elder lady gives at the cafe um it wasn't bad it but it does feel the time that it runs yes you know and i feel like i watched uh jason takes manhattan as well which i know a lot of people don't like i I enjoy it. it it's it's a weaker of the franchise but it's still not bad like i find that it's very formulated like it's it follows right, yeah, a formula yeah. you know what i mean and i feel like jason goes to hell broke that formula and yeah. well I that's because that's when new line got a hold of the rights yeah they made they it very it freddy krueger ish like type of a film and i'm gonna watch jason x maybe tonight <sighs> after we finish recording um, god that fucking movie's painful which was filmed in toronto <laughs> <laughs> yeah and yeah like i don't know i i definitely like the fifth i like i think the sixth has the best writing honestly like there's some really funny lines in jason lives yeah there are i will give like, it there's that. some like, really good lines and i i enjoy seven i like the whole carrie meets jason aspect same yeah but like uh is, sorry go ahead uh, one thing i wanted to say about friday the 13th part six is uh it's got two different songs by alice cooper that i fucking love oh really yep man behind the mask and i think it was uh teenage frankenstein mm, i don't remember the songs in it as much uh yeah like, like it's anyway it's interesting that those are the ones we're ranking we're not ranking the i'm watching them oh. because i'm ranking them yeah um, on slumber party mask um, yeah not here <laughs> scott and i did that i don't even know if we, we would be we would be doing the whole franchise yeah and like it would be pretty quick it would be like scott would be like i like one two three da, 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 and i'd be like yeah. i like blah 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 and that would be like the end of it <laughs> right scott and be I no don't debate. like we'll be like oh that's what you like cool that's what i like cool okay moving on like i don't give a shit and that's the hardest thing for me is that i don't really care what other people like yeah exactly like, i don't care like it, i teach you about gremlins and shit but obviously i think it's a decent movie and you know people like what they like i'm not going to sit there and tell them it's not a good movie or this movie's better than another one or this one should be ranked the best like i'm gonna have a really hard time when i have to do that on slumber party because i just don't care right <laughs> like i don't like if someone's like you know i don't know like what's your favorite what it would be your ranking of the friday the 13th as you had to go just off the top of your head uh oh okay yeah so it's two four okay two four okay five so those are your top three yep okay um then it would be six seven six seven are your middles one one's really uh, far back for you huh yeah i'll say like i like it but i like my jason movies with jason okay fair enough and like i I like i I have a lot of respect for part one don't get me wrong dave z don't hate me (laughs) but like i just well part one was a pioneer right but the the series went a whole different direction after part one yep and i'm ranking by entertainment of course which ones yeah your personal enjoyment absolutely right Uh, and then yeah it would be uh that'd be three eight goes Mm -hmm. to hell x yeah, X would be last. What about the remake? Oh, oh yeah, the remake. Oh shit, that would probably go. That'd be between six and seven. Yeah, I'm. I'm not as passionate about the Friday series. Heads where Friday nightmares. I'm the nightmare piece. Uh, but I would say probably two or four. I think I agree with your two four rating. I think those are that's fair. And 
Mm. Oh, I don't know. Five or six are pretty high up there for me. I like both of them. And then three after, no, then, then seven, then three, and then everything else. Like, honestly, like, you know, right. then Manhattan and then, you know, I'll see about Jason X and the remake hmm, remake would probably be. So let's say I said my top three were two. Cause really once I get past my top five, I don't really care. Right. That's so, kind of how I am. Right? Like any of those could be interchangeable like, like, except for thought, right? the one I hate the most. But definitely I think two, four, actually we'll say four, two, um, six, five and the remake. Yep. And I'll say for yet. So, and two, then four, I would say six, the, five. and then I really do enjoy like the Tina story of where she like gets her psychic powers and shit. Yeah. Cause yeah, I'll say that. Cause like top five would probably be the best way to do it. Like, cause the other ones are interchangeable. Unless you're yeah. looking at the, unless you're like, okay, this is the worst of the franchise. And that one's automatically going to be at the very end. For me, Jason X is the worst of the franchise. I cannot stand that one. Besides the whole hologram where they go back to the seventies and it's like, see the two topless women. Hey, do you want to smoke some pot and have premarital sex? Yeah, I love that funny. scene because he wraps them in the freaking sleeping bag, smashes them. That scene I love. Everything else, I'm like, I don't care. This is in space and this is stupid. <laughs> yeah, I get you. I get you. What about the Friday Nightmares? Or sorry, Friday Nightmares. Yeah, break our episode, Scott. What's Friday your Nightmares, one? all right, let's go. <laughs> um, what about Nightmare on Elm Street series, including the remake? Oh, okay. So Nightmare on Elm Street would be one, three, two, mm-hmm. four, six, well, four, New Nightmare, remake, 6-5. Yeah, I think I'm not far off from you. I think I would be 1, 3, 2, um, 4, 5, 6, and then the remake. Even though I... What about New Nightmare? Oh, New Nightmare, shit. New Nightmare, okay, so... Um, one, three, two, new nightmare, and then four, five, six, remake. And the only reason I put the remake at the bottom is because I think the writing was challenging at parts and some of the acting, but I think that movie actually had gusto to it. Uh, We talked about that in our remakes episode, but yeah. Yeah, that's interesting, right? But like, honestly, if we did episodes of like ranking them and you were like, oh, this is my ranking, I'd be like, yet again, we'd be like, all right. I could never get a good enough argument to you to say, no, no, four should be number one for you for Fridays and not two. Like, right. I could never come up with a good enough argument. Like, I'd be like, yeah. um, because um, I really like it because Tommy's in it. Like, I, I just, I don't right. have that in me. I don't have it in my Heather soul. Yeah, like I could probably debate certain movies, but not something like this. Like yeah. I, I just can't. I'm. I just don't have the heart for it. Like if someone said to me, "Us is a shitty film and it should have never been made," I'd be like, "Well, that's fine. You feel that way, but you know, there's a lot of political messages." Blah blah blah. There's like, I don't fucking like it. I'd be like, "Okay, that's fine." If they were like, "It's an objectively a bad film," I'd be like, "Well, no, it's not." It's like how I feel right. about Midsummer. I'm not a huge Midsummer fan. I've never made any bones about that, but I can still respect what the movie did. And right. how you don't say, and you don't say it's and, a bad movie. No, it's not. Just because I didn't personally like it doesn't mean that it's a bad film. Right. And I think that when you have that approach, it's really hard for you to debate with people <laughs> because you <laughs> yeah. just don't like, you know, unless it's an angry political social message, I'm not interested. <laughs> right. Or cookouts and barbecues. Yes. That's the other thing too. Or that like the real drinks that I'm going to have at the cookouts and barbecues. Yes. That's and what yummy, yummy focus. food. And yum, 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 yum food in my tum, tum, tum. Yes. <laughs> These are the things that I worry about for sure. Well, Scott's <laughs> got to get going. He's got to go out his hot on his phone line. And then afterwards, he's got to talk to some hot babe online. 
all Paul's night long. Hey, sexy. Do you wanna pay five ninety nine a minute for the first minute and two ninety nine for every minute after to hear the smoke show? And then it, you? after you get past five ninety nine, he's like, "So I really like Fireball, and I ordered some new Magic cards. And did you know that if I get a special Magic card, it could be worth fifty dollars? And that's really exciting because that's oh. a lot of money." Well, you know what? You just opened, you just opened a whole other can of worms because you know what got me excited? What? Magic the Gathering and the D&D World are combining. So now there's going to be D&D Magic oh, the Gathering this summer. My Not God. Heaven. It's going to be a collection of virgins coming together. I'm just kidding. I just There are lots of the females, males of different sexual preferences that enjoy magic. And I'm sure they all have a wonderful time together on and off the board game court. It is true. Right. But we they are probably total- have the best sex. Because right. they probably like, like role play and shit. That's true. Yeah, you know what? You're probably not wrong. <laughs> right? Maybe you should find out, Scott. Hmm. Maybe I can use fireball in my next sex move. You should be like, my lady, I have come to save you from the sorceress. I don't know. I'm making this shit up. <laughs> I have no idea how any of this game is played. I make fun of you only because it just goes over my simple heather head. Right. I understand. You know, I like <laughs> to stick to things like checkers. Go fish. <laughs> I don't like things that have a lot of commitment to them. I know that's surprising. (laughs) You don't say. (laughs) You don't say, huh? (laughs) Well, anyway, I think we've done more time bullshitting at the end than we've actually done on a review, but that's okay. If you're still listening, thank you as always for listening. Uh, Please subscribe to us on the Legion Podcast Network, as well as we will be releasing Patreons on the Legion Legion Patreon (laughs) subscription. If you're not a Patreon member yet, what are you waiting for? What Uh, are you waiting (laughs) for? What are you waiting for? Please come join us because we are many. And uh, and check out all the awesome shows we have to, to we have to offer. You can check out Scotty on Controllers Up, Cards Down on our next episode, and I will be joining again in August. So, just a brief break. Would you say a fall break? Because we're gonna <laughs> have break. a good time. Gonna a have a good break. time. We're going gonna on a, a good fall break. We're going on a fall, fall break. break. Fall break. <laughs> and so. Until the next time, Scotty, what do you have to say to the good listeners? Unpleasant dreams, but stay off the sand. (laughs) See ya.